is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show presented by... The Advocates, find them online, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. I'm telling you, man, if you've been in a wreck, if you've been injured, um, you tripped on a broken sidewalk, you got hit by a car, you got hit in a car accident, go to theadvocates.com. You can chat with an attorney live online right now. Please do not trust your insurance company when you get in an accident because they're not working for you. They're working for them. They're trying to keep the most money out of your pocket. The advocates will fight to get the most money in your pocket, and it costs you nothing out of pocket. See what I did there? Like, right. anyway. In um, and out of the pocket. Jake's contemplating his Stetson Bennett apology. Right. Uh, the advocates, theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney for free online 24 7 at theadvocates.com. Of course, we have to talk about Donovan Mitchell making his return to Salt Lake City tonight. But I feel like we should start with with, and I just want to open up the floor to Jake because, you know, we've talked a lot on this show um, about you know the national championship last night, and I feel like the disrespect on his name that Jake put there was pretty significant. So Jake, let me go ahead and single up on you. Um, you know, what do you want to say about about my guy Stetson Bennett? Nothing. He had a nice night. 304, two rushing touchdowns. He did what he needed to do. And I think that everybody, everybody who's on their high horse about this guy's story and about where he came from, that's great. He had a great story. Everything's awesome. That's neat. But at the end of the day, yeah, I do hate Stetson Bennett. Yeah. I, I don't I, I don't think that, you know, he's he's had to face that much adversity. He's got the best defense in the country. He's got the best offensive so, line so in the country. So let me get this right. Like Stetson Bennett, the kid who didn't have a scholarship offer, walked on at Georgia, never in, in, in his status as a walk-on, even had a locker, mm-hmm. never had a locker, earned everything that he had, nothing was given to him, and now has back-to-back national championships. Yeah, I hate that guy. Like, what a dick. I mean, are you? what is your deal with Stetson Bennett? He played... Arguably the best national championship game we've ever seen from a quarterback. Absolutely dime after dime. And for some reason, you just won't give him a compliment. Yeah, look, he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback, right? His performance against Ohio State was better than what he did last night. Like, he played a better team in Ohio State than in TCU. Like, we found that out now. Like, I think that... Bringing them back against Ohio State, that performance was better than what you did last night. Last night was a was a wow. was a red and white Georgia scrimmage. Like TCU did what TCU does, which is you didn't win the big game. You didn't like you didn't even show up. That's what's frustrating is that is that now we get to sit here and we get to eat a crow sandwich about how Stetson Bennett is some great quarterback when he is well i disagree i disagree yeah he's got a great story that i will give you that like walking on not having a locker like it's everything that you would you would ever want to be as a quarterback i agree with that but i'm not going to sit here today and say that this guy beat some amazing opponent to win a national championship now it's who he played it it doesn't matter well it matters to me the guy (laughs) 
He, his rating was 227. I don't care if you're playing the flipping Girl Scouts. If you rate a 227, who it's TCU, man. Who cares? Mm. The guy was unbelievable last night. To go 18 to 25 for 304, four touchdowns, and your longest pass was 37 yards. Come on. Like you you look at you look at what he did against Ohio State. You look at what he did against LSU. I mean, I, I just the guy always shows up. He always shows up. And when I look at Stetson Bennett, he's what everybody should aspire to be. Mm-hmm. He went to the place where everybody told him he had no business going to Georgia. He wasn't going to make it. Nobody wants you. You're not good enough. Just, you know, go be a statistician, go be the team manager, and yet he believed in himself. Mm-hmm. It's a great story. I agree. And for him now to do it two years in a row, to be the a Heisman Trophy finalist, it's a great story. Mm-hmm. I don't care who he played. He played the best team that was put in front of him, and he kicked the crap out of TCU. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, they single hand guys, they scored 65 points. They covered the spread on their own. They covered the over on their own. Mm-hmm. This was as good of a performance as you could ever want that he threw 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. That he's rated 161. I- I'm not saying they played the best teams in the country, but Georgia ha- beat a number one Tennessee and did it handily. That I mean, you you look at you look at their wins. And yeah, I would agree that their schedule's not exactly world beating, but who cares? Mm-hmm. He's still the starting quarterback at Georgia and a multi-time national champion, a Heisman Trophy finalist, and he, unlike your boy Max Duggan, who got humiliated last night, mm-hmm. showed up in the biggest moments and made it look easy. Yeah, Max, the moment was too big for Max. There's no question about it. And I think Max really hurt his reputation last night. I think he's got a load of work to do if he ever wants a sniff at the league. Like, that was embarrassing last night. You weren't close. Your team wasn't close. Your team wasn't ready. Like, you just weren't. It just, it just, you just weren't. Like, there's no, there's no spinning. There's no getting around it. Like, you, I, I'm, I don't think that Georgia's that much better than you, but I think that, that, Clearly, Kirby is better than than Sonny is, and I think that TCU just isn't ready. And furthermore, I think this just furthers the narrative that everyone likes to talk about, which is that the SEC is the big daddy of college football. It's just yes. life. It just is what it is. Like they are better than you. They are probably twice as better than you. So this little Cinderella story with TCU was nice, but it kind of makes me. It puts me in a weird spot because. In week eight or nine, I told you this team had no business being in the college football playoff. And now I have to think about, okay, well, did they get in because because the college football playoff committee wanted ratings? Or did they get in because they were actually good, right? Because now Michigan looks awful, right? Now, like, every team that TCU beat looks kind of embarrassing. So that's why I struggle with this. And, yeah, Stetson deserves credit. The guy earned his way. He's a great quarterback, whatever, right? But I'm not going to sit here and say that the guy, you know, carried his team to the promised land. Like, yes, he played well for a quarterback, but he's got, a, he has a lot to work with. Well, I so, would agree that last like, night, he, on, last night he faced no adversity. I mean, like, TCU didn't show up. I, 
I totally agree with that. But his career story, I, I just think when you when you look at Stetson Bennett and you look at the fact that his he just led a team to 15-0, and 0, an SEC team to 15-0, undefeated national champions back-to-back, like there's no better script in Hollywood than Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. There's no better life story as a football player than Stetson Bennett. He is Rudy. He is all of those great overcoming adversity stories. And he's likable. And he's a good guy. And he belongs in the pantheon of the all-time great Georgia athletes. And there's a lot of them. Stetson Bennett isn't lucky. Stetson Bennett isn't fortunate. Stetson Bennett earned everything he's got. And to me, that's why you have to respect Stetson Bennett. And I don't care about Max Duggan. I don't care about any other quarterback in the country. Mm -hmm. Tonight, last night, this morning, Stetson Bennett's the best quarterback in college football. Mm -hmm. This morning, Stetson Bennett is a back-to-back national champion who led Georgia to a 15-0 season. That's a hell of an accomplishment. You can take nothing away. I don't care that he's got easily the best defense in the country that's not as good as last year's best defense in the country. I just don't care. I don't care that they dominated an overmatched and outclassed TCU team. Stetson Bennett led that team. And I just am not here for the detractors. And I saw them all on Twitter last night. And I I saw everybody saying that Stetson Bennett doesn't deserve this. Or Stetson Bennett deserves everything he's earned. Mm -hmm. That's I just... When you're Georgia and you have the hill to climb that they had to climb and you come out of the Mark Ricks of the world where they just were not very good or not good enough anyway. Right. And now you've got Alabama chasing you and you're at the top of the hill. And let's be honest, everybody else in college football is at the bottom. Mm -hmm. That's saying something. And Stetson Bennett played a big role in that. Now, does Kirby Smart have enough behind Stetson to, to continue? Probably. Probably. But today, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. I, I think we're a little bit different on this one. I don't disagree that he's earned what he's what he's got. I You got to go out there. You got to make the throws. Like, And by the way, he's 25 do, years old. Yeah, like, I, I, like, the guy's been playing college football forever. It's time to move on. Like, I, I think that, I think that Stetson is a great story. I do. But I'm not going to sit here and ignore that he's, he's playing on one of the most talented overall teams in college football. So there is some of that for me. That said, I think I'm not also sitting here saying if you were to put Duggan in, you know, behind that line that he'd have done the same thing as Stetson because I do think Stetson made some great throws. I do think his running ability really Stetson shined. Stetson Bennett tied the all-time record for points responsible for at 36 with Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you understand? In, in a in a college football playoff championship game, Stetson Bennett was responsible for 36 points. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. That's I just I, I don't care how Max Duggan would have done at Georgia because Max Duggan's at TCU. Mm-hmm. So I don't care. Stetson Bennett's a great story, and I I I just I take nothing away from him. I, I honestly and truly I take nothing from him. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? Georgia is back-to-back national champions. I wonder how you guys feel about, um, you know, Stetson Bennett, his story. First one in this morning, Arlington Bears. What's up, Chris? Good to see you. Uh, Kanai Johnson. I'm happy for Don and his success with the Cavs. So we're going to get to Donovan Mitchell coming up here at about 15 minutes. 
Gert Myers, good morning. Uh, Little Jizzy says Gluck Gluck 5,000. Okay. Um, Eric and Raleigh says you're late. Oh, really? We do what we want. So we're right, right on time. Right. Uh, Kurt Meyer says frog leg soup last night. I agree with that. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says TCU needed the advocates last night. Georgia committed aggravated assault on TCU. Seriously. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, it could just complete and utter <laughs> ass kicking. Are like, you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like it just, it just is what it is. I said 65 to seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. let's see. Sean Mirzinski. Bennett is cheating the system. He's 25 playing 18 or 19 year olds. And you think that's an advantage. I don't think that's an advantage. Uh, Leonard Dunn and Endelove. What's up? He goes, boys. Hey, how the heck are you? Um, Jake drinking the haterade, nameless ghoul 911 says yeah, he I'm is. I'm happy too. I'm happy too. Like, I love how we all want to be on the bandwagon of Georgia. Yeah. Where was all this support for Stetson in week five? Yeah. Like, where was all the, oh, Stetson's the best quarterbacks in sliced bread in the middle of the season? Where, where was that? Where was just a week ago? All these people saying Stetson's the best thing ever when he struggled in the first three quarters against Ohio State. Where were you? That's right. You weren't around because you were happy to rip on Stetson. So I'm not giving you a hall pass when you want to say that the guy is incredible today. But like, doesn't he get some credit for the turnaround? Le certainly late in the Ohio State game. 100%, I mean, that, that yeah. win is, I would put that win 100% on Stetson I think Bennett. that win is better you than what he did last night. You played nobody last night. You played absolutely nobody last night. And... And by the way, it needs to be said, you earned that opportunity, right? So hear me clearly. I'm not saying that the guy didn't earn a national championship. But what I am definitely saying is that that Ohio State win was way better than what you did last night. Last night, you just walked out onto the field to receive the trophy. That's what happened last night. You started the game, ran the football all over the place. Then you started passing it, and TCU got defeated. Yeah. Like when you're at 30 points headed to the half, especially when Duggan throws an interception with 30 seconds left in the half or whatever it was, and then you go down and punch that thing in. Like, yeah. Like yeah. it's just, it's over. Like what really were we watching last yeah. night? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Luis Capasso says, Jake is a little feisty this morning. Yeah, yeah mean, you want me to apologize okay? to Stetson. I'm not doing it. I'm well, not I mean, doing you, it. I don't want you to. You need to. I no. mean, you put disrespect on his name, mm -mm. and he's clearly earned it. But, mm -mm. I mean, hey, look like a douche. I mean, you usually do anyway. Uh, Maury Alvarez, who's a member of the program, says it was like he was playing EA NCAA football 2014 on easy mode. Yeah, pretty you much. Know. Pretty much. You yeah, know. dude. C says, wait, Bennett didn't face adversity. That's a bold take. Last night he did not. He did not. What he adversity did, not. did he face? I would agree with that. Brett Robbins says, Duggan played like the Eastern Conference Rudy Gobert. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You know. Yeah. The Eastern Conference. The Eastern Ru Conference Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Eric and Raleigh says, a hierarchy of football, NFL, SEC, 72nd rest of the NCAA. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly what I'm talking about, Oh, my about, God. Man. Greg Romano says, last night's game showed the Pac-12 greater than the Big 12. No, you should stop smoking crack this early in the morning. Eric and Raleigh, who's a member, says, if Purdy isn't the starter next year, Kyle Shanahan's a failure. Okay. We could do that. Oh, by the way, breaking news from Adam Schefter this morning. Oh, boy. Here on the program. Brought to you by the official crispy chicken sandwich of the show. Super chicks. That's right. Uh, Georgia defensive lineman and Chicago Bear legend Jalen Carter announced he's entering the NFL draft. He is Mel Kuyper's number one rated player in the 2023 NFL draft. I mean, listen, he's already a Chicago Bear Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. I mean, Super Bowl Guy's champion. Legit. He's um, legit. 18 time NFL All Pro first team. Yeah, him and Stetson can hang out, <clears> you know? 
That's 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 what it is. You know what he's saying? Stetson Bennett's an NFL starting quarterback. Do you think he is? I think he has got a chance. I think his age, that's where his age comes in. I think everybody has this belief that Stetson's 25 years old, so it's an advantage to him. Nah, bro. It's not. It's a disadvantage. Yeah. It's a disadvantage. He's playing against track stars, and you think it's an advantage to be 20. Come on, man. Uh, go Tigers. Go Black 45 says, Jake wants them to play Bama, Tennessee, OSU, USC, Penn State week after week. No one can survive that schedule. Nobody. Nobody. Eric and Rowley uh, says, no, Monty, that was TCU showing up last night. Exactly. Apparently. That's exactly apparently, who TCU man. is. Apparently. You exactly. Know? That, that's exactly right. See uh, who is not a member. Uh, you should you should all be members. Hit the join button. Says, are you joking, Greg? Did you see the Pac-12 top two teams did? TCU got rolled, but at least beat Michigan, who slapped Ohio State. This is a legitimate conversation. Mm-hmm. The Pac-12 is trash. It just did. I I don't know about you, but all of the oh my god, the Pac-12's better. Did anybody see Tulane? So Tulane's a national championship contender then. Must be. Because the best team in the Pac-12 this year was, well, it was Utah. Right. They got slapped by Penn State. Right. It was USC. They got slapped by Tulane. Mm-hmm. Oregon didn't make it because they choked on a D in Corvallis. So there's nothing to even talk about there. Like, the Pac-12 is weak. Yeah. There is no question in my mind that the SEC, and everybody hates the SEC, and I, I don't know how to break it to you. You can hate the SEC all you want. I, I mean, please do. Mm-hmm. But you can't make the argument that you know there's a better conference than the SEC because they've won four straight college football national championships. Yeah, there's not a, like it's not a conversation. What are we even talking like, about? Like, I love how everyone was like, oh, yeah, you know, Pollock's on ESPN set last night sitting next to Saban, and Saban's all pissed off that he's talking about how Georgia's, you know, now controlling college football, and they're the best team. And it's like, it's true. It's true. Georgia is the best team in college football. They're better than Alabama right now. And I don't even know how people are reaching and saying, oh, well, hey, you know, um, uh, the Pac-12 is better than the Big 12. How do you figure how does that how does that math that up? That 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 sounds like some I don't more get it. back of the envelope calculations to me, right? That sounds like some more, hey, Seriously. we're just gonna say the pack is better, even though the pack has no business, business being being relevant. Like they haven't won anything. Like I agree the USC Tulane thing is crazy. Like that can't happen. And again, the problem is, is that is a great accomplishment if you're Lincoln Riley. Year one. That's how far you got. Year one. If Utah hadn't been exactly what they were, if they hadn't been, you know, just that good. Yeah. USC is in the playoff. Like, we can't lose sight of that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think when I look at when I look at just how dominant Georgia was, the Ohio State game was make or break because you beat Ohio State. And I mean, it, it, if you want to talk about conferences and turmoil, what do you say to the Big Ten this morning? Because Michigan got beaten badly mm-hmm. by TCU. Mm-hmm. And now TCU was never in the game. They were never in danger of winning that game. TCU. What does that say about Michigan? What does it say about Ohio State that it looks like now Georgia played down to Ohio State? Yeah. What do you say? I don't even know what you say about that, man. Like, it just, 
There's no question in my mind the SEC is the best conference in college football. You don't have to like that, but I don't think you can make an argument to the to the contrary. Yeah, I mean, who who from the pack are you going to say is capable of beating Georgia? Because I'm pretty sure Georgia slacked Oregon in week one. Like, it's not close. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and this is why I'm asking. This is why I'm asking. What do you say to the Big Ten this morning? Who, because it, 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 I don't think... In my mind, and, and I'm just one guy with an opinion, mm-hmm. the Big 12 is the second best conference in college football, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I don't think the Big 10, I think it's who's better, the Pac-12 or the Big 10. And I don't know that I can make an argument decisively one way or the other. I think the Pac-12 is a more complete conference on the football field. The problem is is there, there's, there's so much garbage happening in their business ops that it, it, it's hard to say they're a better conference. That's the issue. Yeah, I look at Michigan going undefeated in the Big Ten, and, and I laugh because I think when you look at Michigan's schedule, and ultimately, I mean, Penn State dominated Utah in the, in the Rose Bowl, and I don't think that's because Cam Rising got hurt. Mm-hmm. But you look, at, you look at a 51-45 loss by an undefeated Big Ten team, mm-hmm. that's embarrassing. I mean, that to, to me, that's embarrassing. And TCU... I, I just felt like was, yeah, I don't know what they were. They I don't know what they show were. Up. I, 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 I don't know. Like, we were sitting there watching this game. We're like, oh, well, is this moment too big for Buddy? Is is Max just not here tonight? Like, what? Like, and ultimately, you start to figure out that that even even with the shortcomings of Max Duggan last night, like, you're, you're the offensive line of Georgia absolutely positively dominated the defensive line of TCU. Like, I'm talking about did whatever they want to do whenever they wanted to do it. Like, wasn't even close. And that's why you see Stetson doing what Stetson but was see, doing. I'll go back. I'll go back to Kansas State winning the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. Should TCU have even been there? I'm telling you, Alabama should have been the fourth team in. Well, I agree with that. And I think I, a lot of people are in agreement on that. I, I just don't believe that. And we talked about it back then. I don't believe TCU should have been there. And I love Sonny Dykes, and I respect what he's done in that program in just a, a, a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. But you lost your champ, your conference championship game. That should have knocked them out. Because I, I, I and, and listen, I understand they, they had an incredibly difficult schedule. You lost the only game you needed to win, which was a Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game. And you still got in. Mm-hmm. And Alabama, in my opinion, is more deserving, was more deserving. And we could go back and argue about this now because the season ended. Yeah. But that, you know, in my opinion, that just, that is, is what I, it is. This is kind of why I say when we had that conversation about how they make the college football playoff, like how they make, how they were making the four teams, like those rankings were were TV ratings. And then ultimately, what do you get? Because last night, I'm, I'll be really curious to see what the ratings were because I'm sure it'll be a big number, but I would love to know how long people stayed because that game was mm. over. I can make a case that game was over after the first quarter. Mm-mm-mm. Giggity, who's a member of the channel, says, good morning, guys. I expect to see more games like this with an expanded uh, playoff. I would agree with that too, Giggity. I think... Uh, there's no doubt that with more teams, there's going to be more ass whoopings. Yeah. Because I, 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 you know that where the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean come together, and there's muddy water and then crystal clear water. You know that visual, right? Yeah. That's what the college football playoff is. There's a bunch of crappy teams who now have to get in, and then there's like two or three teams who are really good, and 
Usually it's not close. Mm-hmm. Usually it's not close. It's not, it's not Texas winning the Rose Bowl. It's not, you know, like you don't get close games like that on the regular, in my opinion. I think you get more of what we saw last night. And I don't necessarily believe that's good for college football, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Tim Bruckmiller says Kansas took Arkansas to three overtimes. Kansas is a much better program. They are much improved. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, Troy Cushing, who's a member of the show, says, uh, morning, Monty and Jacob. Morning, Troy. Morning. Eric and Raleigh. As a famous actor playing a NASCAR driver once said, if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. If you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Um, Blake Phillips, good morning, says, TCU played horrible. They froze under the biggest moment. Georgia came out and punched them uh, hard and fast. If the game was played 10 times, TCU might win one or two. I still think the Big 12 is solid. They are solid. They're nowhere near the SEC. Mm-hmm. I mean, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Georgia, the last four years. What more? Uh, that's it right there. Uh, Forrest G, good morning to you, sir. Uh, question about the memberships, he says. If I don't have Instagram, is there a way to still get uh, the exclusive content? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I'll put the uh, link to be a member right here in the chat. Um, here's how our memberships work. Um, I mean, go ahead and turn that up, Jake. Sorry. It's fine. Sorry. We're not trying to do a show here. Bro. My bad. My bad. Um, you don't get that kind of garbage in the in the exclusive membership. Right. Yeah. Um, Jake is going to cut an exclusive video today where he uh, is apologizing to Stetson Bennett. Um, you'll get that exclusively <laughs> on YouTube and you will get that in uh, Instagram. What you get with Instagram is you get the exclusive <clears throat> membership chat. Mm-hmm. Like last night, we were all chopping it up about the championship game while it was going on. And like, it, it's just a lot of fun. It's a community. Um, tonight, I guarantee you, we'll all be in there talking NBA, Donovan Mitchell back in Utah. Um, that's what you get on Instagram. But absolutely, as a member of our of our show, um, what you get for $9.99 a month is you get exclusive access to a video every day. You get an exclusive um, you know, access to our contest. There's already, if you're a member of the program, the you program. already know what our, our big event's going to be in March. You guys already know what that is. You know the details of that. Uh, when we drop merch, you get a discount. You get first access to it, so you never have to worry about getting the right size. Mm-hmm. Let you just get all kinds of member exclusives. You get all of our information first, all of our inside info on the Jazz. Um, you get all of that first. Like All of that comes to you as a member of the channel, and all you have to do is join for $9.99 a month. Um, and if you don't have Instagram, hey, you absolutely get access to all of that. The only thing that you don't get... Uh, on Instagram uh, is the chat function. And it's a big deal. I'll be honest with you. It's a lot of fun. It is. The Instagram members only group is, it's a lot, a lot of fun. Now, I don't understand why everybody keeps hitting the video call button. I don't know either. I mean, I we didn't sign up for FaceTime action. You know what I mean? Yeah, I won't be ever answering a call in Instagram. Yeah. Because usually it's from some guy in India telling you that the IRS is auditing you and you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. So I won't be picking up that that call. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says Florida beat the Pac-12 champions. They did. That's very true. Tanner Plummer, who's a member of the program, says I would be ecstatic if the Big 12 is the second best conference behind the SEC. And I think they are. I think they are. Lee Jensen, one of our newest members, says I would say the Big 12. Uh, I would say to the Big 12 to join the channel. Yes, you should. The Big 12 needs to become a member. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Lovern, who is not a member of the channel, somehow, some way. Uh, probably because he's a Seahawks fan. Right. Says uh, Pac-12 uh, top to bottom is stronger than I thought this year, but they don't have an elite team. 
I mean, it's a good, not a great conference. It truly is a good, not a great conference at all. Uh, Gage Carter, good morning to you, sir, says, didn't the Pac-12 have the most 10-plus win teams this season? Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, on the football field, they had a nice year. They did, and I, and yeah. I, think, that, I think that the, the, the Pac-12 is, is a talented conference. I, 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 there's no way around that. However, I don't think that, you know, with where they're at business ops-wise, with where they're at, just generally speaking, how they run the conference, like, you know, not like I'm talking about distribution and all that stuff we always talk about, like, they're not even close. And, and that's why I say... And have been saying this is going to be a two-conference college football system sooner rather than later. I, I firmly believe in that. You know, I don't know. That's interesting. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how you change the makeup or the foundation of of college football. I really don't know how you fix what ails because you're not taking the blood out of the blue bloods. You're right. not. I mean, kids want to go play at Georgia and Alabama. They don't want to apparently go play. They want to play where they're going to win. They're going to play now, and they're going to be in national TV. Well, what is it? It's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately proposition. I mean, you think about it. If you're some highly touted quarterback recruit that needs needs a path to the NFL, are are you going to really sit here and say that 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 you want to go to a Pac-12 school over an SEC school or, or maybe even – you know, depending on on J.J. McCarthy and how that all works out for him, maybe even a Big Ten school. Like, no, you want to go to the SEC. You want to go to, you know, a place where it's proven that it works. A place where you know, hey, if I go to Alabama, yeah, I'm probably going to have to wait two or three seasons for my term, right, for my yeah. turn. But there's, like, then when I get in, I'm going to have that opportunity. So, to me... I just don't even think this is much of a conversation, man. I don't think that this is much of a uh, uh, a debate. And and as for last night's ass kicking and how much that's going to happen as the college football playoff expands, it's going to happen a lot. It's going to happen I would agree. a bunch. And and I think that that's just what we have to deal with because we see it all the time in basketball, right? This is this is a common occurrence in 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 March Madness. Oh yeah, well yeah, you know Kansas beat up on some mid major like. Yeah, we don't care about that. Yeah. But we're, no, we I have agree. issues with it in football for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Troy Cushing, unlike you, Jake, has humility mm -hmm. and is apologizing. He says, yeah, I hit, uh, I insta-butt dialed last night. My bad. Well, Troy, you had kind of a rough night last night in the chat. First, you left the chat on accident, right? Like, and then Or he said on you. accident. Yeah, maybe it could be that you hate my Stetson take, and that's why you left. I no, don't know. I, but... I don't think he hates your Stetson take. I think he hates you. Thank you. Thank you I, for that clarity. I mean, that was really needed you know, and necessary. Yeah, you, you know. know. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, you know, Thank wow. you. Thank you. You know, uh, I just... Thank yeah. you. Thank they, you. I'm telling you... It, it the Instagram chat on its own is reason enough to become a member of this show. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it again, it's ten bucks a month, and you get all kinds of great perks. But the Instagram chat's fun. It is fun unless you don't have Instagram, right? But yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah, and what he's done in the NFL, Joshua? Who's he talking about? Uh, Gardner Minshew went to Washington State, and that put him in the NFL. I'm not saying the pack doesn't put guys in the league. Clearly, they put guys in the league. But I'm saying that. That if you want to be number one overall pick, if you want to be special, if you want to have that hype, like like you're not probably going to Stanford, with all due respect. Well, I I also think that if you look at who's the best quarterback in the NFL right now, you can only have one. 
Where did Patrick Mahomes go? Patty Mahomes. He went to Texas Tech. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you know, Mahomes, who's another great quarterback? Well, if I look at Justin Hebert, the sex machine, Mm -hmm. he went to Oregon. Right. Um, I I think that you get conference dichotomy out of guys. I think oftentimes the best quarterbacks in the SEC don't become anything other than Mac Jones at New England. Mm -hmm. Right. Or... I don't think where you play college football determines if you're a successful quarterback in the NFL. Again, I'm the guy who says Justin Fields is never going to be a superstar in the NFL. I don't believe he'll be anything better than Lamar Jackson, who I don't think is a superstar in the NFL. I just don't. That's just my opinion. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be right. I'm not sure, but yeah, I don't know. So the drops aren't working. The today. drops are not working today, and I don't know why. I have Did no you idea unplug what, and replug? Yeah, I've unplugged and replugged. I've restarted the computer. I've I've done everything. Yeah, I unplugged it there too. Uh, you know, like I would unplug and replug again. Yeah, we'll, I just we'll, would. Yeah, we'll we'll figure this out. Now plug it in and then plug it back into the mixer after you plug it back into the computer, mm-hmm. Bruh. My point is, I don't think where you play college football determines your success in the NFL. I think where you end up in the NFL determines your success in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, again. I think Justin Fields is a good, not a great quarterback in the NFL. That's just me. Anytime a quarterback is a runner first and that's how he can win games and that's the only way he can win games, I'm telling you, you're not cut out for that. Right. But if if I look at somebody like Mac Jones, is Mac Jones a better quarterback if he is playing for a, a quarterback guru of a coach than if he is in New England where you don't have an offensive coordinator? Yeah, he probably is. Mm-hmm. Is is whoever winds up starting for the Raiders next year a better quarterback because of Josh McDaniel? Yeah, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Is Derek Carr a bust in the NFL because of the Raiders? Yeah, I'm sure that plays a role in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter in my opinion. You have you have Josh Allen. Where did Josh Allen play football? Nowhere Stateville. He didn't play in a major conference. He didn't play in a major program. Yeah. So like I just don't think it matters. I honestly, I just don't think it matters. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no doubt that that like your path to to success in the league largely depends on the situation you find yourself in. This is the case I make for Zach Wilson all the time. That I think that part of Zach's struggle is that he does play for the Jets, but there's no question. Like with Zach, you can clearly identify that he's just not playing good football. That he mentally is not ready to go to make the correct decision. So that's where the age old question of is this Zach or is this the Jets comes in like Justin Fields, right? It's no secret with all due respect to the bears. They're not good right now. And it just is what it is. So, you know, you look at Herbert, he gets to San Diego in a mediocre situation that got improved. And now we're sitting here talking about how Staley should be fired on black Monday or whatever. He should be fired when their season ends because they are in the playoffs because it hasn't been good enough. So you can see they've at least made that step forward. I would much rather have, I mean, the only quarterback that I think is going to be absolutely mint in this draft um, is probably Bryce Young at Alabama. Mm-hmm. But how many Alabama quarterbacks have gone on to greatness? Contemplate that while we hear from the advocates. You've been in an accident and now you're injured. Though it wasn't your fault, you now have to deal with getting your car fixed, mounting medical bills, and insurance companies who don't play fair. But don't worry. The experienced team at The Advocates are here to get you the support you need. There you go, The Advocates. Make sure you find them online, theadvocates.com. You know, I think it's interesting, this conversation about where quarterbacks are made, because I just don't believe that that is a thing. I mean, if you if you look at quarterback use, I mean, certainly BYU is in that group. 
Mm-hmm. How's Zach Wilson doing? Well, he wound up with the Jets. Is it BYU or is it the Jets? Look at any USC quarterback recently. That's quarterback you if there ever was one, right? So right. I just look at I look at the guy and then I look at where he lands in the NFL. And I think that's a far more uh, larger determining factor. Uh, Christopher Shannon says, CJ Stroud is the best quarterback in this draft. Yeah, I think you're completely wrong. I think you're completely wrong. CJ Stroud is a guy that has played a weak schedule uh, for at least the last two years. C.J. Stroud's a guy that has not had to carry a football team. Um, C.J. Stroud is a guy that I think has had the best wide receiver core or one of them. Um, And again, I just go back to the fact that I think the Big Ten is a joke. I think the Big Ten is one of the worst football conferences in the country, and nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to have the conversation that Indiana, Purdue, and Illinois, um, you know, I mean, let's go down the list. How's Iowa doing these days? Mm -hmm. You know, like how's Northwestern football these days? The Big Ten is a joke. The Big Ten is a two, maybe one, but two team conference. Right. Every single year. And nobody wants to talk about that. They just want to talk about how great their TV contract is. C.J. Stroud is a guy who's going to have to go and prove that he can move the way he did um, in the bowl game because we've not seen that from C.J. Stroud being a mobile quarterback, and all of a sudden he is. If he can move and throw like he did, okay, he's a better quarterback. Nobody is as tested. Nobody has performed at a high level. Nobody has carried their team the way that that Alabama had to be carried by CJ by excuse me by Bryce Young, the la- especially this past year. I agree with that. Bryce man. Young absolutely carried the Alabama Crimson Tide. And, and and what did he? What reward did he get? What reward did he get? He didn't get a reward. He did not. And and that's kind of my gripe with Stetson. If I'm being honest, they won all their games. They're undefeated. And in college football, if you haven't lost, you're you're gonna you're gonna go no matter how controversial. Or not controversial it is. But I'm telling you, if you put Stetson in Bryce's shoes, maybe things change a little bit. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's where it's like, hey, I don't hate Stetson. I don't hate his game. I think he's got a really nice arm. He made a couple of throws last night on the run, rolling the pocket, that I thought were beautiful. NFL caliber throws. So I don't doubt the guy's talent, but I just get a little a little perturbed or a little salty about the fact that we're going to sit here and, and say that that this guy is like is like the best quarterback in college football. Because I don't agree with that. I would pick Bryce Young over Stetson. I would. I think Bryce has had to do more. Bryce has had to lead his team through way more adversity, through tougher games, because they're not as good. So it's been more on his shoulders. That's what I really believe for Bryce. So to me, it's like, yeah, Stetson had a hell of a year. To do what Joe Burrow did is unprecedented. Nobody has ever done it, obviously, since Joe Burrow. So, so I say he had a great year, but but I, I just look at the college football landscape and and it's the SEC until it's not, man. It, and that's just that is just the cold, you know, reality of football. Like the better team is who gets rewarded, and that's the SEC right now. There's no way around that. Yeah, and I, I just don't know how you get around. I don't know how you get around a lot of this stuff because it's it's very difficult to like looking at just some of the draft rankings mm-hmm. and trying to understand like how people rank. Like, I mean, there are people who will tell you Will Levis is the best quarterback in the country and NFL Ow. prospect wise. And again, I, I'm just saying it's because Will Levis has performed at Kentucky, which is in the mm-hmm. SEC mm-hmm. and he's played a legitimate schedule. And you look at some of the numbers and 
I mean, it, it, it is, it's, it's pretty incredible. You know, I, I don't believe, and again, this is just my opinion. I think Bryce Young is a generational talent because he, when you have to carry the mail for an entire team, Alabama's defense was light this year. Alabama's wide receivers were light this year. Alabama's running game was not great this year. Like, all you could count on in Alabama, game in and game out at Texas against Tennessee, mm -hmm. was Bryce Young, week in and week out. And I, I, I'm not saying that C.J. Stroud's a bad quarterback. I, I think his best attribute is that he's incredibly accurate with the football. Right. But now we're starting to see that he can really run. But does that make him a better quarterback? I would take Tanner McKee, in my opinion, before I would take C.J. Stroud. Like, I look at what... I look at what Tanner had to do on a terrible Stanford team. Mm -hmm. They're terrible. And he still showed out. I mean, he is, he, he, as far as pro style quarterbacks go, you want a guy that can drop back and sling the rock. That's <laughs> yeah. Tanner McKee, man. Yeah. Like I, I, I think when you look at, like, I think one of the biggest busts in this draft is going to be Anthony Richardson. Yet you have people who are who are like, oh, you got to go and get Anthony Richardson. You got to have. Like, are I, you serious? I think people have kind of come around a little bit to, hey, the running style quarterback in the NFL is probably not your most efficient route to success. And I think you know this Lamar situation with the Ravens, and like we've seen, like you know, it goes all the way back to like Robert Griffin III, who couldn't stay healthy because all he wanted to do was run around and take hits on the sideline from linebackers, like. That's where I think the people are starting to come around on these running quarterbacks, but it gets kind of murky when you come down to preferences. You know, when you when you're looking at a McKee versus a a, a Stetson or a Bryce Young, like like a lot of this, like Levis is a, is a great example. There there are a lot of people who love Levis, and to me, it's like yeah, that guy's got talent, but how does that pan out in the league? And by the way, how long does it take him to learn an offense? That's what I think your challenges are in the NFL. So when I'm looking at a quarterback. I don't want the guy playing behind the best line in college football. Sorry, Stetson. I don't. I want the guy who played against one of the best in college football, but at times struggled. That line struggled for Alabama quite a bit. They didn't have a great running game. They had, at times, really nice passing material in their wide receiver room. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm a Bryce Young advocate. But... Again, there's a laundry list of guys here that I'm sure could make a good impact in the league. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, we'll just... <laughs> At some point, I'm going to have to reach over the table and bounce your face off of it. Because, well, like, when I... <laughs> do you understand that Stetson Bennett... Stetson Bennett went to Georgia. Justin Fields goes to Georgia... So Stetson Bennett goes to junior college, mm -hmm. dominates in junior college, comes back to Georgia. It, the guy had no reason to succeed. Yeah. They chose everybody over Stetson Bennett, mm -hmm. and yet he still succeeded. Yeah. Do you guys even remember that about Justin Fields winds up at Georgia, then Ohio State? and I mean, it's remarkable to me how many people were chosen over Stetson Bennett. You know, like, it, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, hey, newest member of the show is Gage Carter. Gage, appreciate, appreciate you. Go, you. Go Gage. ahead, play the, play the. Thanks. Yeah, no, we can't because we're having technical difficulties, which can is you, very rare for this show. Can you go ahead and play the jingle when people. Do, 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 do. I can't, man. I think you should have to speak the drops because you can't play that. <laughs> so, uh, hey, the newest member of the show, Gage Carter. Do, 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 
Thank you, Gage. Way to go, Gage. Just now uh, getting access to our exclusive member-only content right here on YouTube. Gage, make sure you DM Jake on Instagram. He is SLC Jake on Instagram. Jake will add you to the uh, members-only group. So everybody, make sure you go ahead and welcome Gage Carter uh, as an exclusive member of the show. Thank you, Tanner. He says, welcome, Gage. Absolutely. Uh, you know... Anyway, uh, Christopher Shannon says, "Good old boy mindset still in a hello mindset still in effect down there." Okay, what does that even mean? Okay. Uh, by the way, Troy Cushing says, "Nailed it, Jake." Dude, thank you, thank you, Troy. You thank know what? You. I, I I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Uh, I, Kurt Meyer says, "Jake, that sucked." Thank you. I I agree. It sucked. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Stetson Bennett will be the Cardinals quarterback, Josh Lovren says. My question is, how are you? Are you just going to hum or rap the uh, no, football 50 That's music? Not, that, ain't, that ain't happening. I, you know, I'm sorry. You're so weird, though. Like, you won't sing or rap at all, it's even in not, the car when we're, like, thing. bumping music. I do it when I'm alone. I don't like to do it around other people. It is what it is. Why? It's just, it's just who I am, man. Well, I can rap the entire song of Gin and Juice and Gangster's Paradise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. And you won't. No. Okay. That's fine. Uh, Dallin says, it sucked, but I laughed so hard. <laughs> Lewis says, Jake, you have to get the drops fixed. Sorry, but hearing Monty's voice cracking like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, the issue is, is I, I think the only way to get the drops fixed is, fixed is to turn the mixer off, which means you guys can't hear anything at all. So that's the problem. Yeah, that's probably not going to work. That's probably the issue. So, That's probably not going to work. I mean, I mean, if if we want to take roll here, and you guys want two minutes of silence, we can we can figure that out. But I don't think you want that. So look, know. I I just look, it, it's just me. But you know, and somehow, some way, somehow, some way, this seems to happen to us about once a month, where where things just don't work. Uh, Dalen says, "How long can't we hear for? Maybe it's worth it. Like 35, 40 seconds. Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. You ready? Yeah, do it. Start the clock. Go." You can still hear because now the the freaking mixer won't turn itself off. for I can see it in your eyes I can see it in your smile hello you're all I've ever wanted your arms are open wide you know they can hear you now right they can hear you oh so I was just singing trying to pass the pass the time (laughs) hey let's go let's go Let's Holy go! Holy crap, dude! That's amazing. 
That's Jeez. right. The All only right, thing better than that is here. John Cena. Oh yeah, here I got you. I got you. Oh no, no. What happened? What happened? It was working fine. What happened? What happened? Are you kidding me? What? A Bro, <sighs> amateur hour. Is it not working again? <sighs> Play I another one. It now it's not working. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! Dude. What are we oh doing my god. With this today, man? Oh my god! I am sorry, guys. Like I, I don't know. Yay! Jesus, man! Why? It works every single day. His name is John Cena. Okay. Look at that. Okay, we need to catch up. So Gage deserves his draft chime. Hey! The there we go. Okay. Hey, Thank you. Thank Gage. You. Welcome to the show, my guy. Holy crap, dude. Gage Carter, appreciate that. <laughs> he says Good just like Lord, that. Lord, man. Exactly right. Just like that. It's time for football at 50. 10 of the hour, every hour on the Montu Show. We bring you the biggest stories in football. Presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's. And can I tell you? Oh, my goodness. For the championship game of college football. College football. We got the traditional crust, barbecue sauce, onion, extra mushroom, and zesty herb. Zesty. Herb. was amazing. But we also got the marinara meatball. Oh, my God. The meatball. I I'm telling you, the meatballs are just incredible. Like, you guys. all you have to do, go and pick them Bro. up, take them home. Now, I noticed a slight difference. We've had them a couple times now. Slight difference. Preheat the oven to 425, right? We did 400 the other day. 425 was better. 425, 25 minutes. Do not check them. Just leave them in there. You take them out. They're steaming. It's incredible. That was amazing. That was amazing. In my opinion, it was... was that was amazing. Freaking amazing. Um, let's see. Mike Maple says he can't. Can, okay, can everybody confirm that you can hear us? Can you guys hear us now? Like now I'm starting to freak out that you guys can't hear us. But it says you can hear us, so just confirm you can hear us. Or is Mapes broken today? Is Mapes yeah, broken? Can you guys hear us, dude? Good. Jeremy says he can hear us. Good. Screw you. And more importantly, can you see our beautiful faces that are supple and just great? Yeah. Yeah. Of course they can. Um, I hate this take right here. Christopher Shannon says Stetson Bennett shouldn't even be in college football. He's 25. Have to have an age limit. Why? I disagree. Why do you have to have an age limit? What is it that you don't like about him being 25? That, it, it's, that is, just, with all due respect, that's just such a naive take. Being 25 when you're going up against 20-year-olds is not an advantage. I, I hear this all the time. It's not an advantage. We've talked to we've talked to guys that are, you know, we've talked to a ton of BYU players. Or it's the difference is every day that you're older than the guy behind you, he's a step faster and he recovers a bit quicker than you do. It, it's not an advantage. It isn't. Now, are yeah. they? can you be more mature? Yeah, absolutely you can be more mature. It's not an advantage, man. It, and it, it just... Anyway. I, I it mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Opinion, man. It's, it, I just think, yeah, I don't get it. Maury Alvarez says a face blur would be... Maury, that's not very that's hurtful. nice, bro. That, that know, is my, hurtful. My feelings deep down inside are hurt, bro. Uh, Cam Rising and Brant Keithy are back for the Utah Utes. Now, obviously, with Cam Rising, he's going to have a significant procedure on his leg. 
Uh, what I'm told is an ACL and significant structural issues in that leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll find out what it is at some point, but... Brant Keithy and Cam Rising are back. Jake, what does that mean for Utah football? Yeah, I mean, I think it means everything. I think, you know, I'm seeing all these people tweeting last night, well, why would Brant come back? And why are these guys coming back? You know why they're coming back. There's only one reason to come back again after major knee injuries for both of these guys. That's to win a national championship. And yes... It matters that the college football playoff is expanding to 12. That absolutely matters. Ken Scott, when he came on the show, told us that. I want to say Max Tooley made a brief reference to it about the Big 12. Like, you start to understand these guys see the path. So to me, what does it mean? It means everything. It, it, It absolutely means everything. I think the only question is, how soon can Cam actually get back and be 100%? That, I think is what we're left to speculate on. Because we all know Brant's going to be good. It's just a matter of if Cam is going to be back in any reasonable amount of time. Yeah, I think you come back to Utah because the path to the college football championship just got a lot clearer. Yeah. Um, And I think you're looking at, in my opinion, a real opportunity to be, you know, three-peat as Pac-12 champions. And with a phenomenal recruiting class, and we'll see what changes wind up happening on staff and all of that. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But my guess is that when you look at this Utah Utes football program, there's no reason to think that they can't compete with USC and Oregon because they can. And I think that's why you come back because you want your shot at a at a spot in the college football playoff. I think that's why you come back. There is, in my mind, there's, there's just no doubt about that. And I think that's, for me anyway, that's why you come back. I do. Uh, NFL, national. Football League. Uh, Tua tagged your mama is still not clear to play for the Miami Dolphins after his latest concussion. How big of a deal is this for the Miami Dolphins? I think it's a huge deal. I think, you know, I think Tua is one of those guys that's been doubted his whole career, and he finally got traction this year. And I think it all started with the Tyree Kill edition. And, you know, even when they added him, we had people mocking, you know, Tua because of the air he put under that throw at practice one day. Like, this guy has been maligned his entire career. And I think finally dude starts to get traction, and then the concussion stuff happens. And I'm the guy who said, hey, this guy should retire from football. After that, after the image that's burnt into my brain for the rest of my life of him laying on the field, like just with his fingers and just melting, I just, he means so much to them. But for his sake, I wish he would retire. But this goes back to being 25 in college. Being, again, you look at Tua Tungabailoa, do you think Tua Tungabailoa was worried about his education? Do you think Tua was at all worried about anything but making a paycheck and taking care of his family? My guess is he was not. Yeah. And I look at Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett is a guy that had a very different path than most people had to Georgia and being a starting quarterback at, at, at Georgia in the SEC. Yeah. I think Tua Tungavailoa should should I I would have advised him to retire, but you can't make a guy do anything. It's Tua's decision. I think he will play on Sunday. I mean, they're a massive underdog at Buffalo. I think it's still yes, double digits at ten and a half. Yeah. I it, to me, I again the Dolphins don't win in cold weather games, so I, I don't. I'm not even sure that it matters. He will play. I don't know that he should play. Yeah, uh, I don't. Um, but but again, that's just me. It's just my opinion, and I take it a lot more seriously than most people. Eric in Raleigh, who's a member of the program, says, Tua Tago Brain Mush. Seriously, man. Pretty much. I I worry about the guy. Pretty much. 
Um, and then there is our guy, Alan Lazard. Right. Alan Lazard ain't got no love for Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, or just about anybody else. Uh, because Homeboy was asked about his future in Green Bay, and he did not, uh, he did not, uh, what should I say, vacillate in any way, shape, or form. Do you expect 12 to be back in the fold next year? Have you done any a lot of reflecting about that when you left the field tonight? You know, definitely going into the game, I kind of had a realization that my first game here and potentially my last game, which it is, um, was going to be versus the Lions at home. So, um, you know, I took just a few moments just to kind of soak it all in and just like um, pat myself on the back, I guess, and just be thankful for this opportunity and this experience to be here for four plus years now. Uh, you know, contemplating whether it's my last game or not, which it is. <laughs> Alan Lazard ain't got no love for Aaron Rodgers and the nah, Green Bay man. Packers, nor should he. Nah. I, I, I'm telling you, and again, we did a video on it yesterday on the channel. Go back and check it out. We did a short. Aaron Rodgers is a problem in Green Bay. Yeah. And until Packer fans embrace that, guys like Alan the Lizard is going to walk out the door and you're going to keep losing top talent like and that. He is quality, bro. Like quality. Yeah. I, I I don't I am no Aaron Rodgers apologist. I think you know that, but you guys gotta understand he's the problem. Yes. Aaron Rodgers is the problem because we're going into another spring and summer where it's hey, look at me. I'm a free agent. Haven't made a decision yet. Banging Hollywood well, movie Aaron, stars. Aaron, Aaron, why do you have uh -huh. to take your jersey yeah. home? What what's the deal? Well, because you know, sometimes you know, the ayahuasca makes me do crazy shit, and I, I don't know, man. This jersey, I'm going to get naked with this jersey on my feet, and I'm going to wrap my feet in it. Okay, well, some... this is a PG-13 program. But, 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 but no, that's but fine. That doesn't, you, so taking the jersey it, home is not the new retirement? No, I hate my family, and they hate me. It's why I drink ayahuasca. Okay, Aaron. Anyway, <laughs> the point is... Wow. The problem is Aaron Rodgers is still very good. He's not great. He's not a big game performer. He's not a postseason performer. Yeah, he's not even Stetson Bennett. But Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't want to play in Green Bay, will play somewhere, and they will save a ton of money on his, his cap hit. Yeah. If I'm the Packers, he's got to make a decision in the month of January. Yeah. No more of this BS. Well, ask me, hey, Coach, why isn't A-Rodge here? Uh, it's uh, minicamp. Why isn't A-Rodge here? He's banging an actress in Hawaii drinking ayahuasca. What yep. do you want me to tell you? Yep. Because that's what this is going to be. You 100%. know it, and I know it. 100%. You know it, and I know it. And I'm telling you now, the problem in Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers. And the problem in Salt Lake City and all across this fine, great nation of ours is you haven't had the marinara meatball yet. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Actually, I do the meatballs and marinara. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Telling you, man, if you haven't had the marinara meatball yet, dude, hit it because it's really good. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza, the one, the only pizza in this country, especially in the great state of Utah. It's Papa Murphy's so easy, so delicious. The Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Obviously, the biggest story uh, in sports today is the return of the Don 
Jake, the Jazz are a three-and-a-half-point dog. Will yeah. Jazz fans boo Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, I think the answer is unequivocally yes. I think Jazz fans are a little bitter about it. I, and, and look, I, I we in, in our, you know, exclusive membership behind-the-scenes Instagram group, we were talking about this. We were talking about how Donovan Mitchell is, is someone who Jazz fans are frustrated with because Jazz fans, a lot of times— not you guys who listen every day because you guys are pretty plugged into the team. But if we zoom out and we think about the the fan base in totality, I'm talking about the 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 guy who works his nine to five, isn't plugged into the team, and just reads the headlines. That guy is not happy with Donovan Mitchell, and the issue and the reason for that is is because they read headlines just like a lot of us do. So Donovan's headlines, as we all know, haven't been real positive lately. You take that, you combine that with the 71-point game, which is another headline maker. And what do we have? We have a perfect storm for everyone hates Donovan Mitchell who doesn't understand his plight in life. Yesterday in this town, what do we get? We get Smith going on the radio, talking about how they feel like they had a great relationship with Donovan Mitchell, how they feel like you know they made great progress in this town. And I'm here to tell you, while that might be true, while they may feel that way, clearly Donovan Mitchell didn't feel that way. And I'm also here to tell you that I don't think Donovan's issues were were so much that he hated playing for the Jazz. I don't think Donovan walked around every day and said, man, I, I, I hate Vivian, I hate the Jazz, I hate their fan base. I don't think that's Don. But what I do think is that Don didn't enjoy not being in a more diverse culture with all due respect to Salt Lake, right? We know, and we've had the conversation and we're not looking to go back into that conversation, but we know the demographics in Salt Lake. We know that it's a predominantly white state. And I think Don was frustrated that, as he said in his own words, there weren't more people that, quote, looked like him. And I respect that. So will he get booed tonight? Yeah, I think he'll get booed tonight. We're going to be there with Austin Napierski and whoever he decides to bring. And Austin's going to be wearing his sweatshirt from the team shop that he's going to buy. So, yeah, I think when we're there, he they, they are going to boo him. There's no question about it. My question is, is how does Donovan respond? Because I remember how LeBron responded, right? We all remember when LeBron multiple times has gone back to Cleveland in a heat uniform, right? When, when he went back to Miami in a Cleveland uniform. We all remember those days. LeBron had big nights against those teams. He had big nights in his return to the different markets he played in. And so to me, I would love nothing more than to see Donovan Mitchell drop a 40 spot on this team and prove a point and basically shut up all the haters because I do think there are a lot of haters in this town that don't like Don, that think he's some victim or that he that think that he's some, some just guy who just causes drama that's what we hear all the time oh he's just a drama queen i don't think he's just a drama queen i think that he has his beliefs just like you and i do and i think at that point he's like i think he's going to vocalize those and he doesn't care whether you like it or not and i think that's the part that rubs jazz fans the wrong way that's the issue they have with it they wish he would just conform to the status quo i don't understand the booing thing because one of the conversations I think is really important that we have today is what did Donovan Mitchell mean to this city? And I understand that there's a lot of people who want to say that Don was woke or whatever you want to say about Donovan Mitchell. If you boo Donovan, you don't understand how important he was to this town. 
And I think the inspiration that Donovan brought to the city, I think the fact that Donovan Mitchell is a guy who was an unbelievably good citizen. You never heard about Donovan Mitchell off the floor. Yeah. You never heard about Donovan being lazy. You never heard about Donovan being a problem. You never heard about Donovan, you know, being a cancer in the locker room like Rudy Gobert. You never heard about Donovan Mitchell constantly and obsessively bitching at officials. Like he wasn't that guy. All you heard about Donovan Mitchell was how hard he worked in the offseason. And think about just the motor and the work ethic that Don brought to this club. And that every summer he worked hard and every training camp he came back with a broader, better game. That's what you heard about Donovan. And yet you're going to have fans that are going to boo him as though he's some kind of pariah in this town. And he's not. And if you boo Donovan Mitchell, don't come to the game because you're not a Jazz fan. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. I think it is ridiculous if you're going to come to this game tonight and you're going to boo a guy who I think almost single-handedly carried you to one of the best runs post-Carl Malone that this franchise has had. Not think. That is Donovan's time here is the best run this franchise has had since Carl and John. And I think since Mr. Miller passed, Donovan carried this team. It wasn't built to his strength. He never had a team that catered to what he did well. He never had an offense that catered to what he did well. Frankly, he had one of the worst, in my opinion, general managers in the NBA at the time that he was here. And you're going to blame Donovan Mitchell. You're going to call him. like It's just so short-sighted, in my opinion. And it makes very little sense to me. Very little sense to me that people have so little ability to see and digest what Donovan's meant to this club. Yeah. It, it's remarkable. Yeah. It's remarkable. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, Don going for 50 tonight. Dude, I would love to see it. I really, really would love to see it. Yeah, I would. I would. That would be a phenomenal show. Uh, Brett Robbins says, at least Gordon had the Papa Murphy's balls to say he's leaving instead of sneaking around behind our backs asking for a trade. Okay, so... Again, I will just say, where has Donovan Mitchell ever asked for a trade? Where was it that he demanded a trade? Where was that? Because that's never come out. Danny's never said that. Don's never said that. Will anybody in the media ask him if he asked for a trade or demanded a trade? I don't know. I guess we'll find out until Donovan says he demanded a trade. Because, again, I was told right up until the last moment that they had conversations and Donovan essentially said, hey, if you can make a move, make a move. I'm not going to stand in your way of making a move. Donovan never demanded to be traded. And anybody who thinks he did that, hey, you're going to need to show proof of that because I'm here to tell you that that never happened. Mm-hmm. Donovan never went to Danny Ainge or Ryan Smith and said, I'm out. I, do you need to trade. He never said that. He never said that at all. Uh, BB said, who cares? We are done with a player that's wanting only to see guys of his skin color, racist comp. What are you talking about? See, like, and, and again... This is where the shallow guy always goes. Yeah. Where you always want to play the race card with Donovan Mitchell. That's the problem. And it's one of the bigger issues, in, in, in my opinion, this is one of the bigger issues in Utah. We always want to go to the race card my, first. My biggest problem always. with this comment right here, with all due respect, B, because I'm not, I'm, I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to just take you to the woodshed or something, but, but when you say something like that, I have, to, I have to respond to that. And what that comment tells me is you don't have any ability to empathize or put yourself in Donovan's shoes. How would you feel if you were a, you know, and I don't know what your skin color is, but I'm just going to use the example, uh, a a white man in a 94% black community. How would you feel? 
Why is it a problem that he recognizes when he was a, a Utah Jazz man, you look around Vivint Arena and there's a bunch of white people watching you play basketball. And why is it a problem that that makes him uncomfortable? And makes and like, I thought it was great yesterday. Like Big T was on uh, Spence's show. Thurl Bailey was on ESPN 700. And you know what he said? Yeah, you look around and there's not a lot of people that look like us. BB, how come you're not attacking Thurl Bailey today? How, why are you not going after Thurl Bailey for saying that when he played here, there that, hey, you look around and there's a bunch of white people? <coughs> and yesterday, what did, what did Thurl Bailey say? Hey, uh, welcome to Salt Lake City. There's not a lot of people that look like us. So again, BB, why are you not taking Donovan Mitchell or, or Thurl Bailey to the woodshed the way that you're calling Donovan Mitchell a racist? Doesn't that make Thurl Bailey a racist? Because he said the exact same thing yesterday. Ah, uh, maybe it's because you lack perspective and you don't understand that that's a real issue because mm -hmm. you don't have to ever think about that. You don't ever have to worry about what it's like to not see other people who look like you. You'll never have to worry about that in Utah. And by the way, we as two white dudes don't fully know how Donovan feels. I, I can tell you right now, I, I have the ability to empathize with Don. Like, I understand. Hey, man, like, you're uncomfortable with the idea that you don't see other black folks around. I get that. I, I The concept of that, the idea of it, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Now, I, I will never. It's physically impossible for me to ever feel how Don feels because I'm white and he's black. That's just the world we live in. And I'm not scared to say that. No. But to sit here and say that that Donovan Mitchell is racist is it's just ridiculous. It's ridic yeah, like it's, it's, ridiculous. it's blasphemy. It, it's just ridiculous. And the problem is we as a society don't want to talk about issues of inequality. We just want to bury that stuff deep, deep, deep down. And we want to talk about, hey, you know, was this guy the problem? Or he's a problem because he wanted to do... Why, why do we not, why can we not embrace, especially in today's culture, that the athlete and specifically black athletes and specifically in the NBA, they carry the water, man. They have the power. It, it, there's no question about that. And I think this, this DeMar Hamlin thing in the NFL actually shed some light on that because now we know, thanks to Don Van Nata at uh, ESPN, the NFL didn't want to cancel the game. The NFL didn't move to cancel the game. It was the players and the coaches that said, we're not playing tonight. And then the NFL canceled the game. Which kind of explains the Joe Buck situation. That everyone was like, oh, well, Joe just made an idiot of himself. No, he didn't. It, it is remarkable to me that people don't understand in the NBA it's a player's league, period. It is a player's league. And to be specific about Donovan Mitchell, he handled himself with nothing but class. He handled himself with nothing but professionalism. Yeah. The way that he, he has, has he taken some snipes? Sure he has. Sure he has. But the way that he exited Salt Lake City, he didn't say two words. He didn't rip Salt Lake City. He didn't Darren Williams. He didn't Gordon Hayward, you know, publish a blog on accident. Like he didn't do any of that. <clears throat> he just didn't say anything. But if he'd have said something, guys like BB would have crucified him for it. He says nothing, guys like BB crucify him for it because it's not that Donovan is, you know, a, a, a jazz man leaving. It's that he's black and he's leaving and you're happy about that. And that's, a, that's the real issue. Yeah. That's the real problem in my opinion. Uh, let's see, Nameless Ghoul of 9-11 who is a member of the show says, Monty speaking truth on Don. Uh, Don was a beast. 
Best jazz since Stockton and Malone. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. We as a fan base did not appreciate Donovan Mitchell when he was here. You never do. You, ne you never, ever do. It's why, and I had to drag you kicking and streaming to go to the Laker game. I'm going to see LeBron James before he retires. And I'm going to do it in Los Angeles because that guy's being wasted in L.A. Okay, I don't know and, that you had to drag me kicking and screaming. Well, you, you weren't exactly excited well, to go. Well, those weren't exactly $5 tickets, my yeah, guy. I, I just don't care about that. The point is, when you have guys like Kevin Durant, when Kobe Bryant's a perfect example of this. Michael's a perfect example of this. When you have guys like that, and you see that LeBron's at the end of his career, and you see that Kevin Durant's at the end of his career, next chance I get to see the Nets, I'm going to see him. Because I want to see Kevin Durant while he's still Kevin Durant. And you have to appreciate those guys. We did not appreciate how good Donovan Mitchell is. And we resent Donovan Mitchell for how good he was when he was here. Because now he's even better and he's with the Cavs. And they're contenders in the Eastern Conference. And the Jazz are out of a playoff spot. And I think a lot of fans resent Donovan Mitchell because he's another superstar that didn't, didn't stay here. And at what point, by the way, can we start saying that maybe it's not the player and maybe it's, maybe it's us as a fan base? Mm -hmm. When can we start saying that? Because this is not new, by the way. Brett Robbins says, Mitchell is young and a top 15 player. You just don't trade that on a whim. There's no doubt he wanted a trade. No, I, don't, I actually think from what I understand from a combination of what I've been told by jazz sources and NBA sources – what happened was that Donovan Mitchell was left on an island. Donovan Mitchell was not Donovan Mitchell was not in the loop on Rudy Gobert. And I do believe, and people close to Donovan is, have told me this, and, and Rudy's people told me the same thing. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert didn't hate each other. They just knew they couldn't play together. That's what it came down to. And once Rudy got traded... I think Donovan was a little surprised at the return. And I think that's when they started having conversations. Donovan Mitchell, Ryan Smith, and Danny Ainge started having real dialogue after the Rudy trade. And I think teams like New York were just not going to make the trade. Foolishly, they were not going to make the trade. And then when Cleveland swooped in, because Cleveland was not a real contender for Don at any point until the last probably five days before the trade happened. And they got real serious about it. And I think that's why you saw that trade happen. I don't think Ryan Smith and, and Donovan Mitchell have a bad relationship. I don't think Danny Ainge and, and Donovan Mitchell had much of a relationship. And I don't think Donovan Mitchell hates the Jazz. I think Donovan Mitchell saw an opportunity and he was not going to stand in the way of what is a blockbuster massive deal because the Jazz can't say no to that deal. You're not saying no to what the, the Cavs offered. You're just not. Mm -hmm. There's no chance mm -hmm. that's happening. So when you get that opportunity, and I think when they went to Donovan and said, hey, we have an opportunity, Donovan Mitchell was like, sure, let's go. Let's do it. He's not going to stand in the way of that. And he was uncomfortable with the environment here. So I don't think Don, and I would put it at 99%. I don't believe Donovan Mitchell said, you need to trade me. I want out of Salt Lake City. I don't believe that ever happened. Because I talked to a lot of people at that time that were right there in the middle of it. And nobody ever heard Donovan Mitchell go to anybody and say, I want out of Salt Lake City. Nobody ever said that. Just like Rudy Gobert never demanded a trade. Rudy Gobert 
never went, and the ridiculous report that was, it's him or me. Rudy never made that trade to me. That ne- that's a pure fabrication. That never You're not happened. not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. That, that never happened. Yeah. What happened with Rudy was, Rudy in his exit interview said, hey, if you can move me, I wouldn't mind a change of scenery. And the, Which is very different than, hey, trade me or I'm not playing. The Jazz absolutely were trying to trade. I think the Jazz had a Rudy Gobert deal at the deadline. And I think if they had traded Rudy Gobert at the deadline, Quinn Snyder would still be the coach of this team. Donovan Mitchell would still be here, and this would be the best team in the Western Conference. But that's not how the stars align. And they didn't trade Rudy at the deadline. They traded him over the summer. And I yeah. think I think a lot of things came together. So is he going to get booed tonight? Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I think he's going to get roundly booed tonight. There's no that, doubt about that. And this whole thing yesterday, two minutes on this, mm-hmm. this whole thing about the the Cavs skipping shoot around. Don't don't buy into this whole thing of oh well they skip shoot around because it's Salt Lake and he's scared to play. Oh, no, they please. didn't skip that. It just has nothing to do with it, dude. You you really think that Don is scared to play? No, Don is rolling up tonight in full on villain mode, ready oh, to he's light this thing on fire. He's ready. Yeah, he's he's ready. There's no doubt. I think not only is Donovan Mitchell not scared to play, he cannot wait to play. Exactly. I think he is excited to to play. I I, I think it is That's every day. Uh, to me, I, I think it's it is going to be remarkable. I think he it, it is gonna be remarkable to watch him perform tonight. And I I I am so I whether we were taking the reason we were taking a fan with us Austin and Pierski won the 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 tickets tonight to sit at the game with us because you want to be there this is one of those games where you're going to look back and say man Don put out an incredible performance and it's one of the most impactful evenings in Utah Jazz hmm. history I That's think it's not I think it's critical I think it's absolutely you're, you're going to look back right so three years from now when you're back in the Western Conference Finals and you're contending and you're a good team again, you're going to look back and you're going to say, man, it feels good that we're contending, but do you guys remember Don's return? Do you remember when he dropped 55 and 8 against the Jazz in his return? Yeah. And there was nothing they could do to stop him? I remember that. Like, you're going to remember tonight. And that's why we we did the giveaway, and that's why we're excited to go with Austin. Yeah, I, I think it is. It is. It's going to be. I'm super stoked about it. I just because I also think the other thing that I, I think a lot of people forget when we talk about Don is that the Jazz are in a really good spot. The Jazz are in a really good spot, and I think when you look at at um, you know when you when you look at the Utah Jazz and you look at where they are and you look at that, I think by the time we get there, they're going to have five first round picks. Yeah. I mean, they're in a really good place. And that doesn't even consider, you know, how does Ochai develop over the summer? How does, you know, what happens to NAW? Where does Beastly end up? Where does, you know, it's how much better has... Um, Did you say Beastly? Yeah, Malik Beastly. We decided smooth that was. He worked that in there. We decided that yesterday and he's already using it. Yeah, I mean, the the listeners decided, the members of this show decided that we were going to call him Malik Beastly. Um, One of the things as an exclusive member of the program, right, uh, is that you, you know, you get some say on some of the content here. Man. Program, uh, you know, you should absolutely join the program as a member, um, and program. you get say over some of the things we talk about. You get into the exclusive Instagram group. 
Um, you get members-only content right here on our YouTube channel. Uh, you get discounts on our merch that's coming. Like You get a lot of things. You wind up going to jazz games with us. You wind up at exclusive events with BYU and Utah football players. All you got to do is pay $9.99 a month. I just put the join link in the comments. Go ahead and check it out. Okay. Uh, yes. Really quick. I, 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 I know BB's the villain this morning. Yeah. This comment he's got right here is making me laugh. This right, right up here, like five or six up right there. You see that You see that longer one right there? This is funny to me. We love the Jazz, but never had problems with players. If you attack Utah, you've never had problems with players. If you attack Utah... Uh, on your way out, don't expect us to kiss your ass late. Uh, d so wait, <laughs> but that's been my point. Why would you be? Why would you be mad at Donovan Mitchell then? Because he didn't attack Utah on the way out. And notice, notice, he's like, I didn't play the race card. Is that what that says at the end there? And don't race card everything. We will remember the stars that are legit, and don't race card everything. So wait, are you talking about yourself? Because you did play the race card. Well, and the, the funny thing is, Donovan. Donovan didn't attack Utah on the way out. I don't know what... See, this is the thing. Like, you're making up a false narrative so you can hate Donovan Mitchell. And I just... Why are you working this hard to hate another human being? I don't understand that. This guy was nothing short of unbelievable on the floor. We were at his first ever preseason game. Yeah. Like, you knew it as soon as you saw it. Yeah. And yet, where are you? You're trying to find a reason to hate the guy. Like, so why anyway, do you hate other people like that? I don't, I, we'll, we'll, yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do we have Vando guard Donovan? Well, this is a much bandied about discussion. Great question. Uh, I don't know who you have guarding because it ain't Jordan Clarkson because you've got Darius Garland who I would think Mike Conley is going to have to check him. You're going to get <clears throat> a rotation of guys guarding Donovan Mitchell, including Ochai Agbaje. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It just does not matter the, who you guard. Real, Nobody's guarding Donovan one-on-one. -on -one. The real question is, how many times is Walker Kessler going to get dunked on tonight? Because I think that Don, when I talk about wanting to burn the place to the ground, that's what I mean. Like, Donovan, it, they're going to play a lot of pick and roll in the first quarter, and Donovan's going to come out, I guarantee you, with one or two posterizing attempts. Well, and the problem's going to be, he's going to dime out. Because one of the things that this particular Utah Jazz team struggles with is, well, defense. On the whole. Generally speaking. Um, yeah. I think that you're going to exploit Kelly Olenek, who I do not believe should be starting for this team. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you're going to wind up, you're going to wind up probably trying to pick and roll Donovan into one-on-one -on -one situations. And I think you're going to hope that the Jazz switch everything. And the issue is that Don is such an elite three-point shooter now that you can't go under on him. And as soon as you go over, he's going to drive to the basket. And I, I think you're right. I think he's going to try and dunk on dudes. Yeah. I think you're going to try and dunk That's on dudes. That's what I'm dudes. saying, dude. Whether you're BB or you're somebody else or whoever you are, you have to watch this game tonight. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Bolton says Donovan uh, going against Tatum in his first year preseason was incredible to watch. It was. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think about. Like, I think about all of some of the moments watching him have no business on the court limping you know. around in the playoffs, like, but still trying. I think about, you know, in Dallas last year, that pass to, to get Bogey the open three. Like, yes. Donovan Mitchell made this team good. And just, you know, it, it, the Don versus Rudy narrative, you know, like it, Rudy had no business being on the floor, but Quinn didn't have the stones to take him off. Yeah. 
You know, like it just it's it's a very interesting thing. But yeah, I mean, he Donovan had so many moments here, so many moments here. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. Uh, David Hume says, "I see the persecution complex amongst Jazz fans is alive and well." It is, and I think that's a real thing. I think Jazz fans have been victimized so many times, so many times, and I think it goes back to you know LHM and you know. Jordan in 97, you know, it goes back to, you know, John Stockton and now Carl Malone, who I think has earned a villain tag, which is amazing to me. And I, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, I, I can't remember who brought it up on Twitter, but somebody said, if Donovan Mitchell's a, a villain, what is Carl Malone? Well, Carl Malone is a hero to this community, apparently. And he's just a nasty ass human being. In general. Yeah. But people like laud over him, but, you know, want to see Donovan Mitchell fail. Like, it's crazy to me the double standard we have because there's so much. Just from a basketball perspective, do you understand that Carl Malone went to the LA Lakers to try and win a championship? <coughs> he went to the dark side to try and win a championship. Yes. And you love that guy, but you hate Donovan Mitchell. It's crazy to me. Yep. It's crazy to yep. me. You know, yep. I, I just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, I moved to block BB. We're not blocking anybody. No, we're not blocking them. We don't block people on this show. It, there is see, a very the s- is, specific set. So the first person we ever blocked on the show was Duck Season last week. Duck Season was making fake accounts and doing nefarious things behind the scene. BB's just sharing his opinion, and I'm here to beat that thing into no, the ground, what? man. BB like, is, BB's just exposing who he is. Well, that's fair, too. Yeah. That's all he's doing. Yeah. Now you know who he is. There's... If you're upset or disappointed by BB's comments, that's a you thing because you know what that guy is now. You know, uh, San Diego State, who's a member of the program, good morning, says uh, one of the problems with racism is the perpetrator has a deep-seated unconscious bias, zero gain, uh, zero-sum game mentality. If you get, if you gain steps to equality, I have to give up what I earned. Well, that's a different show, probably. It's a different show. Uh, Salty Drunk, who's a member, says, Monty, to be fair, Donovan has made a couple of uh, antagonizing comments in the media when he got to Cleveland. Well, I mean, I also think he did do that. Um, And I think he's done that. We've done shows on the things he said. But let me ask you this, and and I don't disagree with you, James, Salty Drunk. I don't don't disagree with you, but... But how do we discern the difference between Donovan's truth and how he truly feels? How do we discern the difference between that and taking shots? Because the Salt Lake community takes it as a shot, but if that's how Donovan felt, then that's just how he felt. It just is what it is. That's the reality of of his world. So if if you feel like the sky is green, and then I take it personally because I think the sky is blue, it just is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I say like that's not an unfair question or a point, but that's where I think it's really interesting how the community has reacted to those comments because. The one thing I believe above anything else that you hear about Don or that I've heard is that Donovan speaks his truth. That's just what it is. Like, he's just going to say what he experienced and how he feels about something, and that's it. Like, he's not – I don't think he's trying to gaslight the Salt Lake community. I don't. I think he's just saying, hey, now that I'm gone, I feel I'm in a safer space, really, to share what my experience was. And if that pisses off Salt Lake, so be it. You know, and by the way, Salt Lake has a history of dropping end bombs during games with Russell Westbrook and other guys. So 
I'm sure Donovan coming into this game is preparing for some of that stuff. If you're not, you're foolish in my opinion. So Yeah, I don't I think if you're not preparing for that, I don't know how you I don't know how you would do Which, that. Which again I mean, though is why I wanted and we wanted to be there. Because to hear that stuff, you have to be there. Yeah. It it'll be interesting to see um, you know, who actually who actually plays because I I, I think um and somebody made the point um, about the injuries tonight. Uh, Brandon Butler, Kelly, THT, and Sexton are out. It's going to be a long night. THT has played two games in three weeks. I'm not worried about him being out. Kelly Olenek, frankly, is not very good right now. I'm not worried about him being out. And Sexton's been out a good chunk of the year. Yeah. So I'm not worried about him being out. I want somebody to take the opportunity. Walker Kessler should be your starting five tonight. I want to see that. I want to see it. Do, do we get Evan Mobley tonight? Do we like, I want to see that, you know, like I want to see NAW step up. I want to see, you know, guys on this team really take a, a, the opportunity and become significant contributors for the jazz. Yeah. You have to do that. Uh, Neville 93 says, good morning. People just waking up. Uh, Don's going to burn this city to the ground today. Well, I think there's a real good chance that happens. That's right. T. Real good chance that happens. Troy Cushing. We don't have a good defense. So Don will go for 48 at all. The jazz are not great. I mean, that would be incredible. Brett Robbins says, oh God, that means 20 plus minutes for 22. Rudy Gay is going to have to play. Yep. But again, I also think, and I'm not defending Rudy Gay, but so many people told me I, I I'm wrong on Rudy Gay. I just don't see that Rudy Gay is a fit in this particular jazz system. Yeah. If he's a veteran on another contending team, he's a far better player. But you're asking him to do things he can't do. You know, like you're asking him to do things he can't do. By the way, Jake, you should uh, hold the wheel at 10 and 2. Oh, God. Shams has an update on Kevin Durant. Uh, Missing several weeks. um, The future outlook to win the Eastern Conference remains mostly unchanged. This is a code 10 abort. Odds for the Sixers and Cavs have moved now to plus 900 to plus 750, so they have a better chance. And from 1,000 to 900. So with Kevin Durant out, what's probably a month, who do you think wins the Eastern Conference? Because it won't be the Nets. No, I would have to go with Boston. I think Philly's there. I think that helps Philly a ton, if I'm being honest. The interesting thing about Boston is... They, they are becoming wildly inconsistent through long stretches of games. And I'm curious how much better, how much better Cleveland can get. I am curious about that. Okay, this because... is, wait, but this is what I mean right here. Sorry, not to cut you off. Did you see that? On ESPN.com, if you go to ESPN.com, on the Cleveland Cavaliers homepage, what jersey is Donovan Mitchell wearing? A jazz jersey. Not wearing a Cleveland jersey. Because it's a story about... Um, Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs was an 18-month uh, in-the-making trade. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Mm-hmm. And listen, I, I, we can... Anyway, the point is, how much better can the Cavs be? I think the Cavs can be a far better team than they are now because I think they're all still learning to play as a unit. Mm-hmm. And I think you uh, you have not seen... I think one of the guys that's really struggled on this team is is Evan Mobley. And it'll be interesting to see exactly how he how he gets back to being the best version of himself cuz I don't think he's I think he's a 17 to 20 point a night guy. And right now I just don't think that we've seen that. 
And it'll be interesting to see how he how he grows in this offense. Because Don does, Don tends to be a vampire on offense. I mean, he's a volume shooter. But guys like Darius Garland have been fine with that. Evan Mobley's the guy, in my opinion, that is that is taking a step back. And I think he has a lot more to offer. And I'm curious. I'm curious how he how he gets back to his his 15 to 17 instead of 14, 15 point guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, yeah. I mean, he's going to have to make more with the shots he's got. I mean, that's the only way. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that there are probably a couple more shots a, a night for him, but there's certainly not like eight or 10 more shots or something ridiculous like that. You yeah, know? he's going to have to become a better range player yeah. is what that comes down to. But, yeah. you know, look, I look at I look at their team, and if you look at guys like Don, Garland, Mobley, uh, Jared Allen, I don't know, you don't have an answer for Jared Allen on this team. You don't. I mean, it, it. I'll be curious to see how the Jazz do staying out of foul trouble tonight because I think that's a big one as well. That is a a that is a very big one. Um, let's see. Uh, talking with Raphael says, uh, who is a member of the show, by the way. We should have a poll for this chat to see if we like or dislike Don. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Um, I don't know. Do you guys are you guys fans of that's that is interesting. I don't. Um, Hmm. Are you guys are you guys fans or not fans of Donovan Mitchell? Uh-huh. Where do you think this ends? Because I'll put a poll right uh, now. I think it ends probably 50-50, if I'm being honest. We're like uh, somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe, you know, 52-48 or, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood. I think Donovan is <clears throat> Donovan is that guy that that you either take really personally or you have the ability to see, hey, like he had a bad experience and we need to empathize with that. So we'll, I'll be curious to see who's on what side. Yep, I just put a chat. Uh, I just put a uh, poll in the chat, so feel free to bang that. Um, don't forget that uh, the official chicken sandwich of the Monty Show yes. is our friends at Super Chicks. Absolutely, Super Chicks is the official uh, crispy chicken sandwich of the Monty Show. It's great to have the guys at Super Chicks on board. Um, and again, if, you, if you're a crispy chicken sandwich fan like I am, I mean, Super Chicks has everything that you want, and the best part is... They use whole breast meat and it's never frozen. And I love that about Super Chicks because if you're going to go and get fast food chicken sandwiches, why? You know you're not getting you know you're not getting pure chicken. A lot of times you're getting thigh instead of breast meat in that chicken sandwich. Yep. And I'm I am a guy that loves fresh food. So I love fresh produce. The fact they hand cut their pickles every day, the fact that they hand cut their french fries every day, um, the chicken parm <laughs> forget Bomb. it. The, the, and they call it the super parm at Super Chicks is ridiculous. Um, I love that you can get them from, they're opening a store up in Logan, but you know, you, you find them in St. George, Spanish Fark, American Fark, Riverton and uh, Ogden on Riverdale Road in Ogden. Once you go to Super Chicks, you'll never go anywhere else because yep. the, 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 the chicken sandwich is just that good. Now, never mind the unbelievable custard. Never mind the shakes they make with that unbelievable custard. Um. Never mind... The fact that you can get the the you know avocado salad, their salads phenomenal. Their tenders, you want to talk about tenders? Super Chicks has tenders. They've got a kids menu. You name it in chicken. Super Chicks has it. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. When you go in the Super Chicks, go in and say, "Hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show." He told me Monty said I have to try the Super Parm because it's only here for a limited time and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is my favorite sandwich of the year at Super Chicks. 
I walked in last week and there it was on the menu and I was like, Boom. my God. Boom. My God. That thing is so good. So make sure you tell the guys at Super Chicks you heard about them on the Monty Show. Um, let's, let's update the poll and let's see where it is um, because I'm interested. Uh, 86% yes, 14% no. So far on 38 votes, 84 to 16 okay. yes. So we're outpacing the no's. I'm impressed. Significantly outpacing the no's. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, so again, vote in the poll. Would love to get your guys' opinion on that. Kay Nuren says, I see Boston number one, Cleveland two, uh, or three in the Eastern Conference. I'm interested about the Knicks as well, by the way, because the Knicks have had some, I mean, that battle with Boston last night was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I think they're getting really good play out of Mitchell Robinson. I think you're getting everything that you want. The teams are, like, you look at Jalen Brunson, and that's a make-or-break signing. They're getting everything they wanted out of Jalen Brunson. The question is, what are the New York Knicks going to do at the deadline? Because there's bodies out there. There, There's a lot of people who think Bradley Beal could be an answer in New yes. York. Like, There's bodies out there. And it'll be interesting to see exactly how they operate because the Knicks need something. The Knicks need something. Jeremy Bolton says, yep, Utah's terrible. Nothing to see here, and the skiing is the worst in the country. Yeah, don't come here. Utah sucks. And kick a person when he's down. Right? Utah sucks. It is what it is. I appreciate that, Jeremy Bolton, mayor of Monty Town. Uh, G. Off Johnson, I'll say it. Loudmouths always have to hate on someone and love the attention they get for it. Go look any Twitter thread on any given topic. I think the ones uh, that hate, hate on many or things too. Yeah, they hate on a lot Thanks. of things. It's easy. Um, Dre, Utah has its strangeness and problems like anywhere else, but it's a beautiful place with the best skiing in the world. And an incredible outdoor venue if you like mountains and biking and hiking. Yeah, I would yep. agree. Did somebody crack Utah? Seriously? Um, Dre says, an outsider Utah sounds horrible and miserable. No. Utah's phenomenal. Phenomenal. And it's interesting. We were talking to a friend of ours yesterday. Um, and, I mean, there's everything that you want in Utah. If you want to raise a family, it's here. If you want to be, you know, just newlyweds or, you know, if you're going to be an empty nester your whole life, it's here. If you want to ski, it's here. If you want to hike or mountain bike, it's here. If you want to do nothing, it's here. You want great food, it's here. You want yeah. great culture, it's here. Do we have issues? Yes, we have issues. Do we have crime? Yes. Do we have racism? Yes. So point me to a place that doesn't. I choose to live in Utah. I can live anywhere I want. And I choose to live right here in Utah because well, it's phenomenal. Get your facts straight. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, guessing there is a very uh, vocal minority of Don haters out there. They just bark the loudest. Yeah. Oh, that could you're, be. You're probably that right absolutely about that, could Gabe. Be. I mean, I, I, it's just, you know how it goes. Yeah, you're probably right. There's a, there's a small but loud contingent, just like in any other conversation, that's gonna hate, and and it's just disheartening, you know. It is. And, and I think the trouble is, is that, like tonight, one of the things I've been thinking about with this game tonight is like obviously how the pregame's gonna go and his announcement and getting booed. But when you really take a step back and you look at it, look at the timeline of this whole thing. So, like, Ryan Smith has put a bunch of money into this building, into the Viv. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's a palace. Awesome. It's a great building. And and now it's like, okay, cool. We're going to the Viv. Great building, great building, great building. Oh, Donovan's returning. Boo, boo, boo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's this huge positive wave. And then you've got this booing. And then let's see how the game plays out. That's what I think is just so interesting about tonight's you know, proposition. Yeah, I think Vivint Arena is one of the best arenas now in the NBA. It is just the 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 fan experience of going to the game, phenomenal. 
The food's phenomenal. I wish Toyota Club wasn't so damn expensive, but it is what it is. The food's phenomenal. I mean, the, the building's phenomenal. The, I, I just, I have so much. This summer has to be fantastic for the Jazz. Yeah. I mean, from a new TV deal uh, to new content creation, I'm really hoping that some cash is freed up now that the All-Star game will happen, will come and go. I'm really hoping that there's money to put into the infrastructure of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like staff, social media, content creation. I'm really hoping that stuff because this Lori marketing for all-star stuff is exactly what this team needs to be doing more of. Yes. That you have the owner, that you have his teammates, that you have, you know, support staff wearing Lori marketing for all-star stuff is exactly what this team should be doing. You see the push. Yeah. And they just don't do it enough. And we get too many things like the Jersey reveal. We get too many things, uh, you know, like not wanting to meet with the media or talk to the media. Like it was refreshing to hear, um, Ryan Smith doing interviews this week. Now we've requested him. He has never come on the show and we've requested him multiple times. He's never come on the show. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how all that plays out. By the way, update on the poll. Do you like Donovan Mitchell? Yes or no? 56 votes, 86% say yes. Well, there you go. So Pretty it's definitive. all good. By the way, uh, approaching a thousand people watching the show, uh, this morning and we only have 42 likes. Can we please get some hits on the like button? Uh, if we get to, we would love to get to 150 in the next hour and 20 minutes. We love 150 likes every yeah. single day on the show helps the channel grow. Uh, obviously here on the program, the program, we are trying to get the channel to 10,000, uh, subscribers program, uh, program. Thank you, coach. Uh, we are currently at 9170. So we have 830 to go. Um, so tell your friends, smash the like button. That's the best way to help the channel grow. Uh, we also encourage you guys to be members of the uh, members of the show. You get a lot of exclusive content. Uh, you get a heads up. You get a great community. Um, so many of our members have have DM me on the side and said, "Hey, you know, just the chat on Instagram is worth the ten bucks." And I'm telling you, it absolutely is. Um, because whether it's a jazz game, I thought the football game last night was crazy. How many people had opinions on that? We yep. were talking jazz. We were talking Utes and BYU and. It was just a great time. That's what you get when you become a member of the Monty Show. It's nine ninety nine a month. Um, you really get a lot of a lot of community. You get a lot of of connection. Um, you get access to Jake and I twenty four seven, and it's just a lot of fun. And by the way, you get an exclusive video every day. You get early access to merch. You get early access to contests. You get early yes. access to events. Um, so it's all good. Make sure uh, you click the link I put in the. Uh, chat there if you'd like to join for $10.99 a month. Dre says, I pray all the black people and other people of color in Utah. No, not going to do it. Kane Uren says, just remember it's okay to cheer against the other team. It's a game. It's not life. Yes. But, but Kay, I have to make this point. I do think for a lot of people who don't like Don, it is life. Oh, it is. Like, it, it, it's not just a game. Like, I feel like people are that, like, into it. That it's like, oh, it's like, it's that serious, dude. Like, they oh, want totally to hear agree. it. Oh, totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, if we get to 150 likes, I will say one good thing about Alex F. Caruso. That's a lie. We really did. That's a lie. D-Rock, what's up, bud? I've been out of the NBA loop for a while. How much are tickets for a game now? Oh, geez, Dep- I mean, you can spend $20 a ticket. You can spend $5,000 a ticket. It's just a matter of how how you know how good of a seat you want. I think we spent two thousand dollars on four tickets for tonight's game, but we mm-hmm. wanted good seats. Yeah, you know, 
Talking with Raphael says, make sure you hit the like button. Appreciate that. Uh, Louis Capazzo says, it's going to be rocking tonight. Vivint Arena is going to be incredible tonight. Mm -hmm. I am super, super stoked about that. Uh, Maples, what's up, Mapes? He says, hoping a good video package makes people remember how great Don was here. Me too. You can't tell me they're not going to run out a tribute to him. Well, yeah, they're going to run out a tribute, but you know how this goes. The tribute video plays and the booing commences. You just know that. And, and, and the real shame of it is, is that it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be, oh, well, as soon as the dude's name gets brought up, booing starts. Like, it should be, hey, yeah, the pass is the pass. Really appreciate you, Don. Best of luck. If that's all it is, I'm fine with it. If you're somebody who says... Hey, I have some negativity about Dom, but I don't want to. I don't want to put that energy out into the world because I'm a big believer in that. You know, you're, yep. you're going to put that negative ass energy out. You're going to get that negative ass energy back. So if you're going to put that energy out, like you need to know what's coming. So I'm fine with dude or buddy in the comments who says, "Hey, I don't have a lot of nice things to say." So all I'm going to say is, "Happy for you, Don. Best of luck." Totally agree. Jeff Brown says, "Should be a good game tonight. Hope the Cavs win." Oh, I think the Cavs are going to win. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. The The Cavs will uh, absolutely win. Um, whoa. Oh, sorry. Hey, sorry. bud. Good I bet. to hear you. Uh, let's see. Um, here's a question for Brett Robbins. Does the game get more exciting if fans blow the roof off with booze every time Don touches the ball? Well, it, it more exciting? I, I don't know if exciting is the word that I'd be using. I think that the... You know, the game, the game, the game within the game happens every single night. You know, you, you go to Staples Center or crypto, you go to any arena, you're going to get a guy who gets booed. It just is yeah. what it is. That's that is what like there are so many people out there who just want to go to a game to to, you know, boo a guy like that's just what they do man like i remember sitting in the bleachers at wrigley field during the playoffs and heckling the cardinals outfielder or whoever the hell it was like like i remember that man like that's part of sports but i think when 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 the racial conversation is injected into the passion of a fan base things get testy things get salty the the leash gets a lot shorter people say some really nasty things so i don't i exciting is not the word choice that i would that i would have there man i i i i think it's much more of a you know hey it's drama it's just drama that's what it is unfortunately that's just what it is so yeah i think it's added drama for sure and i just think it's what people want that honest to goodness i think that's what people want you know like i think people want um i think people want I think people want drama. Mm -hmm. I think in sports, we like drama. It's why sports and politics play so close together. Mm -hmm. You know, like if, if you look at the way we view pol politics, tell me we don't view sports the exact same way. I mean, it, it is it is who we are as men. We like that heat. We like that smoke. And I think guys like Donovan Mitchell will recognize that. I want it. And the problem is, I do think fans will boo him every time he gets the ball. I do. do. You don't think that happens? I think in the first five minutes they will. I don't think the whole game. I, I think when he goes to the line throughout the game, certainly he'll get booed. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, I, I it, the, thing, the, the thing you need to watch for is at what point does the booing stop based on how many points he's scored? So, if, like, if he gets to 40 before the fourth, fourth quarter, let's say. Let's say he's just going off. Yeah. Does the booing stop? Um, I think it becomes less. 
If he drops, if he does what he did to the Bulls last week and scores 71, because I think that's a real possibility. I, I would be shocked if he doesn't drop 40 on the Jazz tonight. Yeah. I would be shocked if he doesn't have a monster game. You guys realize that's only four buckets a quarter, right? I mean, he, he, I would be shocked if he doesn't have a monster game. Or would that you know, be five I, I, buckets a quarter or whatever? It, yeah, like, you know what I would I mean? be, It's just not a lot. But for Don, that's not a lot. And yeah. you got to remember that if, you know, if, if he puts up, if he just makes a three, you know, two layups, like if he just, you know, if he just plays his game, he's scoring 40 points. That's what you got to remember. Yep. Richard McDonald, who's a member, says uh, the Mercedes Lounge at Vivint is money. Only been once, but it's a game changer. Well, we usually sit in club seats, um, but we did not for this game. And I I don't mind. I think the did you like the, the Toyota Club? Yes. I, I like the Toyota Club a I lot. I thought the food was quality. Um, the seats were phenomenal. I, I Next year in our business, I would guess that we would have season tickets. I would guess. But, you know, that's. I but mean, do you I, pay for Toyota Club every night? It's a lot more money, man. It is a lot more money. It is. Um, but I'm also the guy that kind of says if you're going to invest in season tickets, I don't like I want what I want. You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and it is more expensive. There's not like like this is this is when you were mocking me earlier about dragging me to a Laker game. It's not that I didn't want to go to a Laker game. Mm -hmm. It's that the tickets were a G. Like they were a lot of money, and you're right. We it sat, is LeBron. For, but we sat three rows off the floor. Yeah, it, it, right. So, like, yes, it's LeBron. You're really close. Like, it was a great seat, and yes, we saw LeBron shoot fall off on the game winning possession. We saw yeah. all kinds of stuff, you know. But like, it just it is expensive. There's no doubt. Yeah, it is expensive. By the way, uh, let me update the poll for you. Uh, there is a there is a poll. The question is, do you like Donovan Mitchell? 82% say yes on 73 votes. Man. It's pretty definitive, bro. Man. It's pretty definitive. I don't know about that. Um, let's see. It is pretty definitive. I don't know. Josh Levern says Amex at Monty. Yeah, I go through the Amex entry. Austin and Pierski will find that out tonight. Yeah. I don't wait in line with the commoners, those dirty people. <coughs> um, there's an Amex entry at Vivint Arena, and yeah. I'll be using it tonight. So, you know. Uh, I don't care how he does, Ken Williams says, who's a member of the program. Uh, I like this team and these players. They want to play here. Yeah, I agree. Program. I agree. Uh, Greg Hale, good morning, says, I'm no longer a Donovan Mitchell fan, but for the sole reason that he said when he was a rookie, he wanted to bring a championship to Utah, and you could see the writing on the wall, uh, he's happy to go. Ooh, that's true. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Nate Davis, good morning to you. He's a member of the program. Says, Donovan will get it uh, a good reaction. His greatness was really good yesterday. Fans will be cool. You think? We'll see. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Uh, the macho man, who's not a member of the program. How? Uh, I don't program. understand why they booed D. Will, quite frankly, because he wrecked Jerry Sloan. <laughs> I mean, I... Darren Williams was a phenomenal player who left here and became a bust. With all due respect. Darren Williams drove Jerry into retirement. And I think, or at least that's how I viewed it, and a lot of fans viewed it that way. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, Tyler P. says, who cares about Don? He's not a jazz man anymore. Such we need to move on. Tired take, dude. Tired take. 
you you might as well say you don't like Donovan Mitchell. You might as well say that. Yeah, you might as well. Because because I don't I'm not buying the garbage that is. Well, he's not a Jazz guy, so we don't care. Okay, right. So you don't care that that Carl Malone was a Laker. You don't care that you know Gordon Hayward left. What where where was that take when Gordon was busy writing his blog that he didn't mean to release? Right? Come on, like. You, you can't get away from the fact that you care about Don. And it's okay to say that. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a bummer. Um, interesting update uh, on, the, on the Jazz. An NBA source tells me that the uh, Suns are moving on. I, man, if I'm, the, if I'm the Jazz, I'm trying to do a deal with the Suns and the, and the Hawks. Yeah, I'm well. trying to do, do a deal with the Suns and the Hawks. I would absolutely be doing that. I'd absolutely be doing that. It'll be interesting to see how this... Do you expect, Jake, the Jazz to be aggressive at the deadline? Yeah, I mean, I would expect them to be aggressive. I would expect them to move some of these guys. I would expect, like, you know, the the Beastleys and the Vandos and, and these guys who have value on this club to be moved. I would. That's the position you're in. That's what you should be doing. But it it kind of seems like they're chilling. And, and, and I don't know why, for the life of me, I don't know why teams wait so long to make deals. Rob Palinka and those two first-round picks, right? Like the Jazz and all these guys. What are we waiting for? You know, These guys are playing really well. Their value's high. There's demand for them. You're definitely getting calls. What are you waiting for, Danny? Like, and hey, he's Danny Ainge. I trust his way, but that doesn't mean I can't question what we're waiting for, you know? Like, I, I'm not saying he's doing a bad job, but what are we waiting for? Well, you're yeah. probably waiting for someone to be interested or to get a perfect deal or, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I don't know. I do I do get a bit testy when it comes to sitting here, you know, on our hands having to wait for these deals to happen because Beasley is playing really well. The mid-range game has come alive for him. Like Vando is hit or miss. Some nights he's great, other nights he's strictly mediocre. You know, so I, I don't know. It's a philosophy thing, I think. Yep, totally agree. So just texting with a source that says the Suns have moved on from the Jazz deal. They have several offers out, including Kyle Kuzma. So ooh, Kyle Kuzma on the Suns would be See, that, make, that deal makes a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. Now, what are you willing to give up to get Kyle Kuzma? And I also know, you know, I heard the other day that the, the Suns were interested in OG Ananobi, which I think would be a really good pickup. There's a lot of competition over OG, though. Uh, I think that's going to be a battle. Yeah. I think that's going to be a battle, no doubt about that, um, for sure. Kyle A says, also, good morning, boys. Can I get a shout-out for my son Hudson's birthday today? He's a big five years old. Hey, Five is such a good age. For little kids. Oh, man. Happy birthday, Hudson, you stud. Happy birthday, dude. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ken Williams, who's a member, says uh, Jerry was a tough SOB. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And even Jerry Sloan knew that you guys got to hit the like button. You got to hit the like button. Let's rock and roll. Give us a like. It really helps the channel grow. As we talk Utah Jazz basketball, all of our Utah Jazz and NBA talk uh, on the program is presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. That's right. Make sure that you are uh, hooking it up at Quick Quack Car Wash. And man, I'll tell you, straight away, when you, when you look at the weather outside today, we drove to work this morning at 4.30 in a pretty good rain shower. Uh, tons of snow in the mountains, <coughs> snow moving into the valley. You got to have a member pass at Quick Quack Car Wash because you can go once a day, eight times a day, 100 times a month, you pay one low flat rate, and it's a fantastic deal. And the best part about Quick Quack Car Wash is that Quick Quack brings you 
a great level of service. When you go there, you know, a lot of times when you go to a car wash, you get frustrated because it takes forever. You don't see anybody. The guy that's in the tunnel spraying your car would rather be playing Donkey Kong on his phone. Right. Not a quick quack. They're always professional. They always wear a tie. They always are smiling. You know, they put your license plate into their little iPad. They walk up to my car every time. Hey, Monty, how are you? Here's your dashboard wipe. I love it. I'm in and out of quick quack. Even on the busiest days, I'm there five minutes, maybe five, mm -hmm. seven minutes. Um, I love that you can bring your family because, you know, with all the sunroofs on cars these days, your kids can look through the sunroof and see all the different colors, the bubbles, the lights, the water. It's a really good experience. It's fast. It's efficient. And in today's world, it's absolutely affordable. Quick Quack Car Wash presents Utah Jazz Talk in the NBA right here on the Monty Show. Uh, let's get a couple of more comments in here uh, on the program. Uh, Fat Jesus said, uh, Georgia just scored again. <laughs> I believe they did. <laughs> I believe they did. Uh, Salty Drunk said, uh, Jingle 17 points yesterday. Yeah, My he guy. Nice night. He did have a nice night. Yeah, that was and nice to see. I think he's slowly and surely going to um, continue to improve. Uh, they got to find a way to get him that 25 to 30 minutes a night. There's no doubt about that. Um, but his his highest best use is always going to be a spot up three point shooter. Well, and obviously he's going through the process of the you know the return. Like I mean, you're, you 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 know Clay took a year basically of playing to get back to who he was. So it'll be interesting to see how Jingles you know responds. I'm curious if he starts cutting into Bobby Portis's minutes because I don't know that they're a great fit together. Yeah, I mean that's definitely a tough thing. I I think that. Joe Ingles is someone you can plug into basically any lineup. He can stand oh, in the corner certainly. and just knock down yeah. the three. Like, so that's hugely valuable. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, I do. Uh, Kay Nuren says, if Don has a great game, people will cheer. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, Roni says, uh, Roni Mutanen. Good morning, Roni. Uh, not a member of the show. Laurie will go for 50. Well, and I think one of the, the main topics for Jazz and for Jazz fans is how do you get Laurie plugged in for four quarters? Because Laurie Markkinen is a guy that is capable of 25 and 10 every single night, but you rarely get that. Mm -hmm. you, you, I'm curious how you get consistent performance out of him every single night for four quarters. Because they're not doing it. And I'll be interested to watch tonight. How many sets do they run for, for Markkinen? Because remember, he's also in Donovan Mitchell's shoes where he's playing the Cavs. And that's his team, and, and they traded him as much as the Jazz traded Don. Yeah. But Laurie Marketing was never the player in Chicago or Cleveland that he's been for the Jazz. He's a far better player now than he's been at any other point in his career. He is growing and developing. And it's interesting, if we, if we talk about Utah Jazz trades, if you look at where guys in this starting rotation are, compare Laurie Marketing to, to Jordan Clarkson even. I think we know what Jordan Clarkson's ceiling is. We've probably seen the best of Jordan Clarkson already. Mm -hmm. Have we seen the best of Laurie Markkinen? My answer is no, we haven't. Because I never thought he would get to the level that we've seen him get to. His ability to run the floor and finish, go play defense, come back and hit a spot up three, he's never had that. He's never had that. He's never been, you know, he's never been a guy that's been tremendous on the break and can play a little defense and can rebound and can pull up for three. Like he's never been a dynamic offensive force. Right. He's always been a spot up shooter. He's always a guy that's settled for a three. And now here in Utah, he's not doing that. And I think it's brought this new dimension to his game. 
Laurie Markkinen doesn't mind getting fouled and going to the stripe. He doesn't mind banging a little bit now. And that, to me, is really important because he needs to use those big, wide shoulders, Jake, to get to the rack. And if he's doing that, I think he can become a he can become a 25, 25 and 10 guy on a nightly basis. Yeah, and, and again, this is why I keep bringing up the name David Fisdale because I think that you're, you, you're still seeing development even for a guy like Laurie. I, I, we talk all the time, almost on a daily basis, how Laurie's got to be more selfish and demand the ball more. And then it's really a question of what, you know, how he's going to attack someone, because I do think he is a phenomenal shooter. It's easy for him, but he, but that's not good enough in the league. You you have to be able to, you know, make hay in the paint when your shot's not falling, because that happens to everybody. So, yeah, using your shoulders, using that seven foot frame like he has to kind of figure that out. And again, I'll just point out he's a Euro. So Euro basketball players are not born and bred on the streets of Brooklyn getting hit in the face. Right. They're they're born and bred in a softer, more team-oriented game of basketball. And it's very much a different situation as far as development and what they need to work on. You know, like, Laurie Markkinen should be a killer. Laurie Markkinen should be someone that that is causing chaos for other teams every single night. And some nights we get soft Laurie. Other nights we get locked in Laurie. So, like, tonight, that Jazz team knows that Don's coming for them. So I would expect a big game out of Laurie. I would expect him to play almost 40 minutes tonight. I would. I absolutely would. If I'm Will Hardy, you know, you don't have a lot to play for right now, right? Will Hardy will tell you they do, but they don't. They're they're not playing for a championship. You're you're playing developmental basketball. So what better way to motivate your guys than to say, hey, Donovan Mitchell's coming back. You know what this is. We've been talking about it for a month. Here we are. Let's get it going. And I would leave Laurie in for 8, 10, 12 minutes at a time, man. I would leave him in for good long stretches and allow him to find his rhythm. That's what I would do tonight. Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to, to – I'm excited for this game tonight uh, as we talk Utah Jazz basketball on the Monty Show presented by our good friends at The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. And, guys, again, I tell you every day on this show that if you need an attorney, if you're sitting here questioning yourself right now, hey, do I need an attorney? Hey, am I – should I be getting an attorney? The answer is absolutely yes, you should. I still have a lot of fears and anxiety about driving. My name is Satanama, and last year I was in two car accidents in the same intersection, neither of which were my fault. I was hurt pretty bad. It's been really hard to have my kids get in the car because you can drive as careful as you want to drive, but you can't control what other people do. So when the advocates stepped in, it really took off a lot of stress. I can rely on the advocates, and I know that they will treat me like I'm a person, like I deserve to be helped. So the advocates, utahadvocates.com. By the way, they just op opened their office in Arizona. So our good friends in Phoenix and all over Arizona, you now have access to the best injury attorneys in the business at theadvocates.com. There's a cool little button on their website uh, where you can chat with an attorney 24-7. Click it and, you know, it costs you nothing to chat with them. You never come out of pocket to, to work with the advocates. They're going to vigorously defend you and you're not going to pay them until they win your case at the Advocates. Dot com. Um, all right. I think the biggest stories in sports this morning presented by uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza. Without a question, without question, I, I think it's this jazz game. Mm -hmm. Bigger, bigger story. National championship or the Utah Jazz hosting Donovan Mitchell? Um, well, here in the state, it's clearly Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I don't even think that's a, a question. I, I, you think so? Nationally, it's college football. There's no doubt. But I think... Donovan Mitchell coming back, you know, there's a reason that all of a sudden Ryan Smith decided to, you know, leave his office and do some interviews. Like, there's a reason. And 
and it's because it needs to be talked about. They need to define the media cycle. They need to control the narrative in this town, and, and that's okay. I understand that. I get it. But that's why it's the biggest story in the state, because everybody's talking about it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, by the way, the poll question this morning, do you like Donovan Mitchell? 86 to 14. 86% yes, 14% no, 97 votes. So we have more people voting in the poll than hitting the like button. Yeah, let's hit the like button, guys. Come on. Smash it. Let's go. Um, let's see who we got in the uh, chat this morning. Um, Josh Lovren says uh, jo uh, D. Will is a system point guard. Nice comment. Okay. Uh, Punisher says hello. Uh, hello, Punisher. Uh, Salty Drunk, who's a member of the program, says I think Garland will have a big night with a lot of attention on Don. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm curious. Do they let do they let Don get his and then try to lock everybody else down? Uh, because I think obviously Cleveland likes to shoot a lot of threes. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Right. I mean, they love shooting the three. Um, and I think the issue is they can come at you in waves. It's it, it isn't even a guy like Garland that I think breaks your back. It's a guy like Kevin Love. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a guy like Jared Allen running the break and finishing with a with a, a rim wrecker. That's what wrecks you. And, you know, I was watching the Bulls and the Celtics last night, and the Celtics just run away from the Bulls because the Bulls can't defend. And the Jazz are in that exact same position. And this is one of the elite teams in the NBA in Cleveland coming in tonight. Mm -hmm. um, and, again, I think one of the odd things if you're a, a Utah Jazz fan is you're watching a lot of teams come in here and the Jazz are home dogs. That's been pretty rare over the last several years here in Salt Lake to yeah. see the Jazz a three-and-a-half-point dog, and the money line is plus 143, which is a dog. You got to bet 100 bucks, and you're only going to win 143. Yeah. You know, like, it, it is, it's just really an interesting, it's really interesting to me. So we'll see how all this plays out. But, yeah, I absolutely think the, the Cavs will win this game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they cover the three-and-a-half and this is an eight, ten-point win for Cleveland. Yeah. No, I completely agree, and I and I still maintain. I think Donnie's going to have a big night. I, I I could see them going both ways defensively, you know, trying to lock down Don and forcing him to give it up, or going the other way, locking everyone else up and just accepting Don's going to get what he gets. Like I I could see that both ways, but ultimately, I'd like to see the the Laurie conversation is one that I think is very pertinent, and I would like to see Laurie answer Donovan's performance. Yep, Mesh says, uh, I think the problem people have is if a white guy said the same thing as Don, he would get a lot of heat for it. So, the only thing I'll say about this comment is the same thing I say every time. A white guy would never be in a position to say that. A white guy would never be in that position. Just take a minute and think about that. What you're saying is, that a white, especially in Utah, that a white person's going to look around and not see other white people. That just does not happen in this country. And what you're referencing is Donovan Mitchell saying, hey, you know what? I was uncomfortable. I, you know, I didn't see people who looked like me. Donovan Mitchell's black. He lived in Salt Lake City. He played for the Jazz. When he looks around, does he see a lot of other black men? No, he doesn't. And the fact is, again, Thurl Bailey said it on Spencer's show yesterday. I look around and I don't see a lot of other black men. Okay, so why aren't we vilifying Big T? Oh, because he's a beloved jazz man and he's still here. Like, that's the, yeah. the, that's the rub.
Yep. Uh, Larry Jones, uh, Larry James, excuse me, not a member, says she has our twelfth in the West. Who should we tank for? There's no tanking. You're not. You're not tanking. <laughs> They're gonna have. Here's the thing. The Jazz, in my opinion, are gonna have between four and five first round picks in this draft. They'll be able to trade up for whoever they want. But you understand the depth of talent that they're going to be able to acquire without tanking for anybody. They've got three in the first round right now. And we're working on a, on a, on a story right now. We're working on some source information about what the Suns are doing. I was just told 10 minutes ago the Suns are the most aggressive team in the NBA. Well, let's see. Can the Suns make a deal with the Jazz and I still think that Atlanta Hawks deal is something that's got to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to, I think that the Utah Jazz single biggest need right now is power forward. I don't even think there's any doubt about that. Laurie Markkinen's not a four, he's a three. And a soft three at that. Um, you need a legitimate power forward. And I think John Collins answers that question for you. And I think that if you have to give up, you know, Malik Beastly and, and Jared Vanderbilt, I would do that. Yeah. If I got to put Talon Horton Tucker in that deal to make the, the, the money work, I would do that. And we told you first, if you're a member of the show, you already knew this. They're playing Talon Horton Tucker because they want to include him in deals. He's making $10 million a year. I don't think teams are going to take him if they don't believe that he has NBA talent. And I think that's why he hadn't played for two weeks. Now he comes back, plays two games, and what happens? He gets hurt. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to miss the game tonight. In my opinion, you look at the numbers on this team. The most tradable salary is Mike Conley. But again, jazz sources have told me repeatedly, there's not a huge appetite to trade Mike Conley. And Mike's not exactly banging down their door to get out of here. Yeah. So I think that's one. But two, Taylor Horton Tucker has a tradable contract. Malik Beastly has a tradable contract. Jared Vanderbilt has a tradable contract. Those three guys, in my opinion, are on the block. And I, honest to goodness, again, and I don't want to beat this topic into the ground, Jordan Clarkson is probably a guy you need to trade because I'm telling you right now, he is going to walk away in the summer. Yeah. He's going to walk away and you're going to get nothing for him. He is on a player option this coming summer. It's his decision. If he takes that option at 14 million or walks away and gets 20 in free agency, he knows he can get 20 in free agency. Why would he take 14? You really think he likes playing for you that much that he's going to give up? What would that be? Pushing twenty million over yeah. his over the life of another deal that he would sign because he's probably signing a three three year deal. I wouldn't see much more than that. But but you think about that if you're making fourteen a year over three years versus twenty a year over three years, you're giving up an additional like eighteen yeah. to twenty. So yep. so absolutely. I just, why would he stay? Yeah, I don't know, and I, and I think I actually think this is one of the biggest stories in in Utah sports right now. This Jordan Clarkson situation, I think, is low key flying under the radar. And we've talked about this a thousand and one times that the Utah Jazz have to make a decisive decision on Jordan Clarkson. Mm-hmm. And I continue to bring this up, and I and I say this repeatedly. Because when you look at the situation with the Utah Jazz, and you look exactly what what the Jazz are doing. Jordan Clarkson's a huge piece of, uh, of, of this team. Jordan Clarkson is a huge piece of this community. He is beloved by Utah Jazz fans. But Jordan Clarkson wants between 60 and $66 million on a three-year deal minimum. And that's not a smart business decision by the Jazz. And the one thing that Danny Ainge is not going to do and has done a phenomenal job of not doing is throwing bad money out. Mm-hmm. And I think if you pay Jordan Clarkson 66 over three years, that's bad money for this team right now. Because mm-hmm. you're not in a – if you pay Jordan 
$66 million over the next three years. Are you winning a championship? And is he part of the reason you're winning a championship? The answer is probably no. And I, it's not that I, a, a lot of the YouTube comments and a lot of people that are Clarkson fans will tell you on this show, we hate Jordan. We don't hate Jordan, but what do you know us for on this show? We are the truth in Salt Lake Sports Talk Radio. And what I'm telling you now is the truth is Jordan Clarkson is, in my opinion, not a championship player, certainly not as a starter, and certainly not on a 20-plus million dollar a year deal. Yeah. Not for this team. Maybe in Brooklyn, maybe for the Knicks, maybe for the Lakers. Sure, knock yourself out. On this ball club, Jordan Clarkson is not a, 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 a commodity to the point of $60 million over three years. That's just the reality of it. And I know that that's a, that upsets people, but that just is what it is, man. And, and, and I just... Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that, you know, this is what we saw with Rudy, right? Everyone said, oh, you guys hate Rudy. We don't hate Rudy. I don't hate him now. But I yeah. know what he is, and I know what he's not. And I know he's not worth $41 million a year. That's right. Just the same way Jordan's not worth 20 Justin Salas, who's a member of the show, says, I don't know why people want to pretend what Donovan said was controversial. Of course, we want to be around people we can relate to. It's not wrong to say I can relate to LDS members. Not at all. Yeah. It's This is no different than, you know, if you speak a foreign language. This, this is the best example I've heard. If you speak a foreign language... And that's the only language you speak. And let's say you speak Spanish. And let's say, let's say you go to Quebec and you don't speak French. Are you comfortable there when everybody else speaks French? Of course you're not. You want to be around people that you, can, that you can feel comfortable with, that you can communicate with, that you feel you know, at ease with. When you're a black man in this country and you are surrounded in, in all areas by, by white people, it's not comfortable for you. It's not. That's just human nature. That doesn't make Don a bad guy. Yeah. It doesn't. So I think that's a, that's a really good point. That is a, that is a really good point. Uh, Salty Drunk says, you got to get that not a member drop going, Jake. Uh, emphasis, uh, emphasize it anyway. Yeah, you should be a member of the program. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it you know. really, uh, and again, all, all the members, the people who are members, we have 40 to 45 of you right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Drop your comments in the chat. What do you think of it? What are your thoughts? And again, we're not paying you. You're paying to be part of it. And I would love to hear your feedback because I think people genuinely get concerned about paying for something because they can't see it yet. They can't like we we don't have the ability to be like, oh, yeah, here's the chat. Try it out for a week. That's not how it works. You yeah. know, so I think there are some people who'd like to be members that are unsure. So if you're a member, share your experience. We yep. would love that. And the way that membership works is it's $9.99 a month and you get all kinds of exclusive access um, you know, we'll cut a video today because um, I'm probably not going to get an answer on it. So you'll have more exclusive jazz trade news uh, in the members only section after the show. Um, you're not going to get that on, on, you know, as a non-member. That will be an exclusive only. That will be an exclusive only. Um, and you're going to see that, hey, you'll get that first before anybody else. I mean, the last time on, um, you know, the last exclusive we gave you, Two days later, Shams and Woj confirmed it. So you get really solid information, but you only get that if you're a member of the program. Yep. Hit the join button or click the link that I put in the chat. It's $9.99 a month. You also get access to our exclusive Instagram chat group that gives you a great community of sports fans. Um, also gives you access to Jake and I 24-7. Uh, but you to get into that group, you must be a member. And one of the questions that was asked is, well, what about if I cancel my membership? Well, then we drop you from the group. 
So being in that group is all about being a member of the program, just like everybody else in that group. And a perfect example of this would be like last night, someone, I can't remember who it was, I apologize, but someone asked me like, can you show us how you make drops? Like, what is that? How does that, how do you play all these sound bites? What does that look like? Like what, like you can ask stuff like that. You're getting access to us that you don't normally get. That's why we decided to do it. Cause we felt like, you know, you guys surely have questions or things you want to see. And there's not, there wasn't really a forum. So that's why we created it. Yep. Uh, Luis Capo, or Luis Capazzo says they do speak English in Quebec. They just prefer French. Uh, they just like French better. Uh, that's fine. But it was an example. I'm not saying they don't. Never mind. Uh, Maury Alvarez says membership has been great. Appreciate that. Mr. Preston says love the program, love the membership. Appreciate that. Uh, Salty Drunk says it's the equivalent to just over a buck tip a day for a great experience. Thanks, Salty Drunk. Appreciate that. Program. Uh, Pied Piper says it happened to me in Stockton. I was usually the only white guy in the restaurant or store. It just makes me more sympathetic to Tom because sadly it can be uncomfortable being the only one. Well, and, and I, I think that there are very few places in our country where, you know, as a white, especially as a male, we have so much privilege as white men, like the Thanks. things that we never have to deal with. Yeah. And the example that I used was like being pulled over. Um, you know, like we don't ever worry about the cops when we get pulled over, unless you have a warrant or if you've got drugs in the car or whatever, when I get pulled over by the cops, which knock on wood has not happened in many years. Um, I don't have to worry about where my hands are. I don't have to worry about where did I put my insurance card in registration? Uh oh, I have to worry about that. But you know, a good friend of mine, and I told this story on the show before a good friend of mine was saying, you know, he like teaches his kids, uh, about how to deal with the cops cause they're black kids. Like, and you can't, as a black man, have the same experience that a white man has. Like, it's just very different in our country. And yeah. as white men, we either take it for granted or because we don't have negative experiences like that, we don't understand it. And it's why I always say, it doesn't matter what your skin color is or what your religion is or what your ethnic background is. We need to treat people well because that's the right thing to do. You know, like it takes no effort at all and, I, and Jake can attest to this. I don't know that he will, but as much as we joke on this show, I go out of my way to say hello to people, mm. to smile at people, to, to tip people well. Um, you know, like whether it's our barber, Jay Taffa, like who is just grinding for his and he's got a kid and, you know, he's a, he's a poly guy and, you know, he's a, he's a really hard worker. I'm going to go out of my way to, to be nice to him because he's in service to me. He cuts my hair. He's a really good dude. And frankly, as a human being, he's earned it. Yeah. So when you're walking down the street and, and we did this, we did this the other day with texting people in your life, which I think you should do right now. Text somebody right now while you're sitting here, say, Hey, hope you're having a great day thinking about you. But when you're walking down the street today, or you're walking through the office, or if you're sitting on the train or the bus, or you're in the grocery store or at the gas station, watch how many people will not look you in the eyes. Watch specifically when a woman walks past you, she'll put her head down. Do you know what that's like these days? Just say hello to them. Say, hey, how are you? When you're walking in the, in the door and you're crossing with somebody walking out the door, say, hey, how are you? Hey, how are things? What's up? Hey, have a nice day. You'd be surprised. Like at the grocery store, you'd be surprised how many cashiers are not smiling or not friendly or not engaged. One of the things I always do at the grocery stores, I joke with the cashier that is checking us out and well you know check ch like checking our groceries they're not like checking you out well right? all women check me out because i'm hot okay got it got it but got it. all gas no break 
but the point is, right. Um, you know, and if somebody is particularly friendly or they're smiling, like I shop at the Harmons in Mountain View Village in Riverton there. And if they're friendly, I'll say, man, I really appreciate you smiling. Thanks for being friendly. Because it's become such a thing that that's not the norm anymore. So when somebody gives you a high level of service or they give you crappy service, be really nice to them. Be really friendly to them and watch how people light up. Watch it. One of my favorite things is when somebody... Like if I'm walking into a door and a woman has her head down, I'll be like, hey, thanks, have a good day. And you'll see they'll be like, what? It's that rare that yeah. people are nice to each other. And I don't think any of us realize that. I don't. Like next time you pump gas, one of, one of my favorite things to do is nod at people. This is a personal challenge. Like what I mean is like this is something you can do to get outside your comfort zone intentionally and see what happens. When you're pumping gas next time, just look at the people around you. Like I usually, I only buy gas at Harmon's or at Costco. Usually both of them are busy. And specifically at Harmon's, because they also have an attendant that will come up to you and be like, hey, do you need anything? And I'll be like, no, but thanks for being here, man. And just watch the reaction. Like look at somebody who is on the other side of the pump from you. You know how pumps are two-sided at yeah. the gas station? Yeah. And you can look through and see the person wave to them or say, hey, how are you? And they're not going to get into a conversation with you. They're going to be like, hey, good. Hey, guys. And you probably just made their day. I'm telling you, it is, it's a yeah. social experiment that you should do. Dre wants to know if there are strip clubs and clubs in Utah. Yes. Is this the perception of Utah? Is there really a perception that we are all white, we hate minorities, and we don't do sex or nudity? Keep it real. <laughs> Bro, there are absolutely strip clubs. There are, when I worked at the mighty, <laughs> when I worked at the mighty thirteen twenty K fan, the sports leader, there were like five strip clubs right down the street from our studio. There are absolutely bars and clubs, and yeah, absolutely there is. There's actually soul food restaurants here. You can get even though Jake hates them, you can get collard greens and grits. Not doing it. Is that really what people think of our state? Yes, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, does Utah have a nightlife scene? Yes, it does. Yes, Dre, where do you live, bro? What yeah, where are you, are you from, in? Dre? Uh, most definitely there is a nightclub in shocking news. There is Latin clubs, too. <gasps> no! What? Them illegals? <laughs> are you serious? Like that, is that how people view our state? It is, dude. It is. Utah's no different than any other state. We have criminals. We have illegals. We have... <laughs> we, women show their cleavage, and you... Oh, my God. Honey, hide the kids. She's got her breasts out. Like, people do that here. What now? Let me tell oh you what God. now. Come on. Uh, Brett Robbins says, better question, are there women of other ethnicities at the club to see? I don't know. I don't go to the club. Dre says, I live in Ohio. I'm a Cavs fan. Ah, oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 Okay. What do you think of the Donnie stuff? You live in Ohio. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. Uh, Ken Williams says, uh, I always talk to people pumping gas. That's what I missed when everyone was wearing masks was a smile from people for sure. Uh, Salty Drunk says, I wasn't aware your member badges change colors each month. Interesting. Yeah, the longer you're a member, yes. the different color. You see that little symbol next to his name. That means he's a member on the program. Yeah. You know, we have 84 likes, by the way. We've got uh, 40 minutes or so left in the program today. Let's go hit that like button, please. Really appreciate it. Helps the channel grow on the days where, you know, on the days where we get 100, 150 likes, we absolutely pick up double digit uh, subscribers on the show. So uh -oh. we really appreciate that. Uh oh. Oh, look uh -oh. at that. Look at that. Uh oh. 
Oh, where is it? There it is right there. The Macho Man. Welcome to membership, Macho Man. Appreciate that, bud. Nice job. Way to go. Way to go. Lopes Van Gabe says, oh, yeah, the Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Let's do it, Macho Man. Appreciate you, bro. Welcome to the program. You now have access to all of our exclusive content from videos on YouTube to our... To our member chat, which, by the way, yes, you can mute the chat if it becomes too much. I muted it last night for eight hours while I slept. Yeah, exactly right. Dre says, uh, we love Mitchell in Cleveland. He's an amazing leader and player. He's arguably the best Cavs since LeBron already. Agreed. Yeah, thanks for rubbing that in. Um, Ken Williams says, was a fun last night in the chat. It was fun in the chat. Dude, the dog conversation we had in the chat last night was killing me. It was absolutely (laughs) hilarious. Everybody putting pictures of their dogs in there. I don't remember. It might was it Ken who put in that that symbol that said "Buddy the dog." Was that no? Ken? Who was that? Nate Davis did that. Nate Davis and did he's that. like, "Hey, my dog is dead. His name was Buddy," and it <laughs> the chat exploded. It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, Salty drunk says, "Macho man, welcome." Oh yeah, remember. Let's go to get into the Instagram group. You need to DM me SLC Jake on Instagram. If you do not do that, I can't add you. Uh, Lewis says the member program. It's like the star belly sneeches with stars upon thars. I don't know what that means. Sorry, buddy. I'm not following. Yeah, I'm lost. Sorry, man. Uh, CMC says, uh, please keep telling us about how great of a guy you are for saying hi to people. Okay. Well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying go and try that. Why are you Why are you salty? What is go and the, try that. Like, what is the... Like, I can't tell because it's a comment, obviously. If you're... If you're like mocking or if you're being serious, like uh, if you're mocking, I don't understand why. I, I don't get that. I don't that. get that. I don't get that at all. Ken Williams says, LOL. Uh, Dallin says, at how many subscribers would you say you guys started making money from this? Happy you guys are doing well. Making money. Jesus. I mean. Uh, we don't make money on our subscribers yet. I mean, we, we don't. If we're being honest, we don't. Um, I mean, it, it is... Once we get to 10,000, and this is one of the things we're going to do is we're going to do a pretty big giveaway. We'll probably do a, a, a PS5. I mean, do we want to just commit to that? Um, I mean, it, it, 10,000 yeah. subs is, is important. I mean, it's a... It's, it's a benchmark of success. Yeah, on YouTube, it's a, it's a benchmark of success, but no Here's doubt. what I would say, though. I want to make sure we're on the same page about this because there's a narrative that goes around YouTube that subs equals money, and that's not true. Not at it, all. 10,000 subs or 100,000 subs has really no consequence on your viewership. It's all about how long someone watches a video for and how good of a job you do with the back end of YouTube and the details and things like that. So now make no mistake about it. The more subs you have, the more credibility you have. I absolutely agree with that. So for us, 10,000 subs is great, but I wouldn't sit here and say we're making, we're not, we're not making even a thousand a month off subscribers like we're not no not even close like it's not we're not making much money on it no uh and that's why you guys hitting the like button is really important to us i mean again there's 124 people watching here if everybody hit the like button our channel would do much better because it's what youtube has an algorithm you guys don't care about this but youtube has an algorithm when you hit the like button it says to youtube hey somebody likes this let's show it to somebody else who's looking for Utah Jazz, college football, whatever. That's why it matters because YouTube is constantly grading your your stuff. So if you have 10,000 subs and you're always getting 200 likes, hey, that's great for YouTube. 
if you have 10,000 subs and you get no likes and people watch your content for five seconds, it's um, terrible. You might as well um, not have 10,000 subs. Yeah. Right? You need people that are engaged, that comment, that like, that... Which is why we're working so hard on the membership thing and why we keep talking about yes. it repeatedly and why we're trying to give you guys more content because we really want you guys to live here. We want you guys to be here all the time. But the only way to do that is to put in more work and bring more value to you. Yep. And that's why you uh, need to understand that when you go to Barbecue Pit Stop, you're getting the best barbecue equipment in the business. Because the other part of this is our great partners like Barbecue Pit Stop in uh, Logan, Layton, uh, our good friends in Lehigh, St. George, and of course in Murray. Um, they're just the best in the business at what they do. So when you go in there and you tell them, hey, I heard about you on the Monty Show, what's this asado seasoning that those guys won't shut up about? That makes a huge difference for us because asado seasoning will change your life. Yes. If you, if you go on the Barbecue Pit Stop website, bbqpitstop.com, you can shop online. You can chat with them online. You can get expertise and advice online. And they have a whole YouTube channel where they give you great tips on how to smoke cream cheese, how to do bacon wrap bratwurst, how to do all kinds of great creations on your Traeger smoker or your Big Green Egg or your Yoder or your Camp Chef. They do it all at Barbecue Pit Stop. But I'm telling you, as great as their equipment is and as great as their expertise is, they're just phenomenal people to do business with at Barbecue Pit Stop, BBQPitStop.com, Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, St. George, and Murray. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, wow, Connor Tulin says, 15% says, no, they do not like Don. Yeah, that's exactly right. The poll this morning, uh, 120 votes, 84% say, yes, you like Donovan Mitchell, 16% say no. Yeah. It's a pretty simple yes, no poll, right? It's got 120 votes, but we only have 90 likes on the channel this morning. Uh, so please hit the like button. Uh, Louis Capasso says, hitting the like button when you first pull up uh, the stream is the best way. That uh, way you don't get lost in the conversation and forget. I totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, Ken Williams says, it's the best sports show, guys. Appreciate that. And I, I mean... Our show is not struggling by any stretch. I mean, yeah. we are by far the largest sports talk show in Utah. It's not close. And we're doing things that nobody else is doing, which is also really cool for us to experience. Yeah, when do you get, you know, and, and again, members hey, only. The biggest, the biggest thing on our show is that all the other sports talk shows talk about us. It's why people joke and we joke about being called the hacks on YouTube. The hacks on YouTube. But who else, what other sports talk show host in this town is going to sit at a jazz game with you? What other, um, what other show in this um, town is going to have a birthday bash and bring football players and give out prizes? And who else is going to do that? Um, who's going to give away PlayStations and Xboxes and yeah. the things you guys ask us for? It pays off in the end. Trust me. Um, let's see. Josh Levin says your show pulls out-of-state listeners. We do, and we appreciate that very much. Eric C., good morning to you. Uh, Eric, not a member but is a long-time listener. Says he was a 90th like. I like that. Gumby Too Sexy says 89th like. <laughs> Let's go. This. Count it down. Count it down. We are Count at 95 to... likes. Let's go. Let's who, go. Is, who is the 100th like? I want to know. Let's go. Five more likes. Who's the 100th like? Who's going to be number 100 today? Who's going to be number 100 today? Uh, let's let's hook it up. Um, talking with Raphael says, birthday party on my B-Day. Let's go. When's your birthday, Raphael? Yeah. Your birthday's um, March 10th. Oh, we'll crush that. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Um, who's going to be lucky 100? I agree. Uh, I was somewhere in the 30s, Louis Capazzo says. We Good appreciate job, that. Good job. Thank you. 
Thank you. Uh, Eric C. says, uh, only one team in the NBA would not like Don for his comments, and it's us. Shake my head. <laughs> well. <laughs> you ain't wrong, dude. It's not wrong. You ain't wrong, man. Uh, Ken Williams says, uh, you're both good guys, two kind people, and respect others' opinions. Jake is a complete dick. Yeah, he I is mean, not a nice you guy. You know, obviously, as you guys have seen in the in the member group, all uh, my only purpose in the member group is to send cat trolling gifts whenever I can, you know, so that's kind of me. Uh, let's see. Josh says, I may not be Mr. 100, but I am Mr. Unlimited. Well, we appreciate that too. We appreciate that. 97 likes now. Come on, man. 123 people watching. Who's going to get us to a hundred today? Hundo. We appreciate that. Matt Ritson says, uh, do you great job, Monty and Jake, not working peanuts? I don't know. I mean, listen, you guys, it's not that we're not making money, but when people ask us about, you know, Hey, how does YouTube make you money? YouTube makes us money by you watching the show. I mean, our average view duration on this show is insane. Like at the, I think the average view duration is three minutes and seven seconds on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, ours is twenty three minutes. Like people watch our show, and we love that, and we appreciate that, and we. I just can't tell you how humbling that is. Well, and, and I'll, I'll make I'll, I'll make the concession and be honest that, yeah, like for you long times, you know, we used to do sales at Yelp and that oh, was yeah. kind of our career or, or our job. I'm not going to say it was a career because it wasn't, but, but yeah, we were making insane money. I'm talking about like, I'm talking about like six figures deep into the six figure range, like a lot of money. And yeah. there was a clear cut measurement and decision that we made to do this full time because this is what we want to be doing. But that inherently means you're not making six figures anymore. And it is a sacrifice. <laughs> no, but you spend six figures yeah. to uh, build this studio. I mean, again, but, and... but again, that goes right back to tipping in this membership thing. Like, like at the time we were building this studio, we didn't even have the ability to offer memberships. We yeah. were not yet eligible. We became eligible, like I think six weeks ago. And we just kind of came around to it because I happened upon it. So that's what I'm saying. Like it, we're not struggling and we it was so funny probably a year ago we got we get this call and we get the person on the other end of the phone was like oh i heard you guys are struggling no dude we're not struggling no. we built a studio in the maverick center and we built this great relationship no tell with, them who it was like, it was another radio company in town yeah it was like hey why don't you come and do your show on our station that's what it was yeah that's in and the, the best part about that conversation, and I'm not the guy who loves putting thumbs in people's eyes or the guy, the guy played the trick of, well, I know you guys are struggling financially. Like he just rolled it out. It was to me on the phone and the guy just rolled it out. Like, well, I know you guys are struggling. Why don't you, you know, have you considered? And I, and I stopped him cold. I interrupted him. Oh, what are you him. talking about, man? And I said, I don't know who's telling you we're struggling, but we're not struggling. Yes. Did this studio cost us nearly a hundred grand? Yeah, it did. Did we complain about that not for a second not for a second that's the cost of doing business bros that's what we talk about it every day what kind of hypocrite would i be if i told you every day a paycheck is a drug they give you to make you forget your dreams mm -hmm. i'm not forgetting my dreams for anybody and i in my best year at yelp i made almost three hundred thousand dollars i was paid at yelp i performed at yelp right. well, now i'm performing for myself did i make three hundred thousand dollars last year i did not I did not. Will I make it this year? Yes. I am going to make more than that. I am going to kill myself trying to do it too. And I don't care because I'm working for myself. And that's the promise that, that's the promise that I, I've made. Yeah. I'm not complaining about that. 
But that's why we ask you guys, hey, join. You know, oh, hey, look at that. New member, Eric C. Eric, Eric C., C., my, my San guy. Diego brethren. Yes, sir. Let's Appreciate go. You, Eric. Thank Eric you, man. Eric C. is uh, now a member of the program. That means, Eric, make sure you DM Jake on Instagram. He'll put you into the uh, exclusive members-only Instagram chat group. That means you get exclusive video content on the show. Let's go. But that's the story. You know, like, that, like it's guys like Eric C. who have been with us for I don't even know how long. I mean, Eric C. has been on the show for forever, it feels like. And and I think that I, I think that the thing is, is this show, this show... I have no problem saying is the best sports talk show and is clearly the biggest sports talk show in the state. And so it often, we come in, we do the show and it's on autopilot. We get the numbers. We do a great show. We like, we do this thing. We live this thing. But I think what people don't see is how much work goes in behind the scenes. Tonight's a perfect example. What I'm about to say is not a complaint. It's just the reality of our situation. I got up at 3.50 a.m. today. I got out of bed. I looked out the window to see if it had snowed because that's going to decide how long I shower, right? Hadn't snowed. We're good. We're going to shower for 10 minutes instead of seven, right? So I get up at 3.50. (laughs) We come here. We do the show. We're going to work. We're probably going to go and shoot a video for for Super Chicks today. Like, we're going to do that stuff. But then tonight, we have to go to the Jazz game, which inherently means we're probably only going to get five hours of sleep tonight. Have to go to the Jazz game. It's not a choice. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. To go to the right? jazz game. We're excited to go. Yeah. But I want you guys to understand that that's the kind of grind we're on. We're, we're, we are making sacrifices. And, and it's important to me on the show to tell that story. Because if we don't tell it, nobody's going to tell it. So it's not this thing where I want you guys to feel like, hey, we're just sitting here saying, like, we're the best and we're the greatest and we're self-serving. That's not it at all. What it is is, hey, we're, we invested in the YouTube platform. When we started doing the show on YouTube, we had like 50 subs. 100 yeah. subs like we man had no, you remember we had that no, yeah oh we God. had no subs and now we're approaching ten thousand inside of two years and that's yeah. an crazy accomplishment it's insane dude i mean if we're being honest so are we making money on subscribers no are is the channel extremely healthy and growing and we're doing big things yes yes absolutely yes yeah and is that a lot to do about you know people like the advocates it is it is when you guys support people like papa murphy's pizza yeah. Um, you know, that, that, you know, Papa Murphy's brings you football at 50. They make football at 50 possible. Um, you know, they make things like the biggest stories in sports possible. When you go and buy the meatball marinara, use promo code Monty 25. That's what makes the world go round. Yes. That in fact yes. is what makes the world go round. And so anyway, that's kind of the, the whole thing. But Eric C, welcome to the club, bro. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Eric C said, boo Don for not being on our team anymore. Don't boo him for his comments. Uh, you know if you know who Driftwood was. Oh, my God. Yeah. Driftwood is still a legend. He is, He is. yeah, Driftwood. He's amazing. Uh, Nick Hines, who's a member, says, don't do bo- uh, don't boo Don at all, Eric. See, I would not boo, boo Don. No. I just would not. I wouldn't. I mean, listen, and we talk a, we talk a lot of, of I, I think Donovan Mitchell tonight is the biggest story in sports. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't even think there's any question about it. Presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Right now with Papa Murphy's, we've got a great deal. Which means I make more great pizza. A lot more. That's our extra-large New York-style take-and-bake pizza. And it's everything you'd expect from a classic New York-style pizza, hot and fresh out of your oven, and only $9.99. Do I have to share it? It's recommended, but not required. Papa Murphy's. We make great pizza, so you can make the pizza great. Such a great deal. 
Order now at papamurphys.com. And use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your order of $25 or more. And I can tell you right now, having had the marinara meatballs last night mm. for the national championship game mm. was unbelievable. Those meatballs, they're there for a limited time. Ooh, if you don't get the, the marinara meatballs, don't say we didn't tell you. Yeah. Don't say we didn't tell you because uh, we did. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eric C. says, Driftwood, is that you? Uh, Cheetah Cheeto. <laughs> okay. Who's cheetah? What happened here? Uh, is booing a player racist now? No, it's not. Oh, God. Not at all. Here we go. That's a loaded question. Uh, Monty fan, what's up, my guy? He says, I search quite literally everywhere. This is the best Utah Jazz content anywhere on all platforms, hence the name. Keep at it, MJ. See, uh, MJ. See what he did? So, so M- it's Monty and Jay, kind of like it's, it's Michael Jordan. So, and then you it's know, MJ, the kind of goes together. The goat. Right, you know, but you you know, you're my seed. You were boiling in my bag, so currently, right, I boiling get the in your bag. Right, I get I, I get the credit. Are we clear know. on that. Uh, Forrest G. Good morning to you. Don is an MVP caliber player, but I still think we made the right trade for uh, the future of our organization. I don't think there's any doubt about that. There is no doubt about that. Uh, Jeremy Bolton, how the heck are you, friend? Jeremy is also a member and the mayor of Montytown. Uh, I, for one, will be cheering for him the entire game. Bolton, are you going to the game tonight? If you're going to the game, you better shout us out. If anybody's going to the Jazz game, DM us, whatever you got to do. Let's hook it up. Yeah. Let's chat because we would love to see you. And I'm going to tell you right where our seats are. We're going with Austin Napierski tonight. Uh, Austin won the uh, won the poll. Uh, he, his name was polled. We are in section, um, is that section 17, I think? Um, no, section 13, row 17, seat 6. Okay, I'm a terrible person. Um, we are in section six, row 17, seat four, 13, 14, and 15, right on the aisle, as well as seat 16. There you go. So section six, row 17, right on the aisle. So come say hello. Come see us. Let's do this thing, dude. Like, let's, let's knock this out because uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be one of the games of the year. There is there is just no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And we need to hook it up. So if you're going to the game, absolutely uh, say hello. How funny wouldn't it be if Don was a late scratch? Don't even say that. <laughs> Do not even say that. Uh, My Monty fan says show Don some love for what he did in Utah. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Dallin Sproul says $9.99 for the pizza or $7.50 for 25% off if you use the promo code. 25% off is a great deal, dude. I'm telling you, it'll save you good bread. Eric C. says, we're the same fan base that put up billboards for Stayward and will boo Don. Billboard, remember that? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I thought you said Stayward. Do you guys remember when he published that blog on accident, Gordon Hayward, when he was leaving? Well, that's what I think pissed people off is that it was on accident. (laughs) Oh, my God. So bad, dude. So bad. Nick Hines says, I think he should get more cheering than Rudy. Don was the only reason that Jazz made the playoffs all those years. Such a stud. Wish he were still here. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yep. Greg Hawkins says, I can't watch a game because I don't have AT&T, Sportsnet, or Fubo. Well. Preaching to the choir, dude. No. I, I have NBA League Pass, so I usually watch the visitors broadcast, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love Big T. I'm a huge Thurl Bailey fan. I am a huge Thurl Bailey fan. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm split on bowler. I don't like the way they use Holly, but I love Thurl Bailey. I'm a big, big fan of Big T, so I do watch for that. I will say that. LOL, MJ. Yeah, that's right, MJ. 
Nate Davis, what's up? I'm going to the game tonight. I want to see you guys. Make sure you come by and say hello. Uh, what's up? Jared uh, McQuette, he is a member. Appreciate you. Uh, wish I was going to the game tonight. Got tickets for the game on Friday night, though. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Monty Town, says, I wish I was going to the game. I'll be cheering from home. However, next time we are both at the game, drinks are on me. Amen to that. Don't forget about the Instagram chat. We'll still have all that going during the game. Larry James says, we traded a top 10 player in the NBA for a bunch of picks that might turn out to be nothing special. Well, glad your viewpoint's so positive. You know, I mean, that's that's really good. You know. That's not good. <laughs> Justin Salas, who is a member, says, I haven't been able to watch a game since moving back to Utah. NBA app doesn't work when you're in the market. No, Correct. It no, no, it doesn't. Uh, Ken Williams says, hey, JB. Little Jizzy, not a member. Says, imagine little Jizzy going to the game with Monty. Well, oh my God, just like that. Oh. Hope it doesn't stain. Kane Nuren says, just saying, I hope Don goes for 60 and the Jazz win. Can you do something for me? I, I, am I a terrible person because I'm sitting here rooting for Don to like go Wilt Chamberlain? Like, no, dude. I'd and, like and, him to. Well, I was more talking about the ladies, but if he scores 100, that would be amazing. That would, you know. Uh, I'd boo LeBron over Don after the bum dissed Utah during the All-Star team draft. <laughs> that Lambo. was so funny. Uh, nobody wanted Rudy. Nobody wanted Rudy. Uh, Dallin says you can always stream it on Reddit streams. Oh, can you really? I didn't even know that. Uh, Nameless, Gould911, who's a member of the show. I think Hayward published that one uh, on the 4th of July, ruined my holiday. Yeah, that was not good. Yeah. Not good. People were pissed. Jaron Eccles, what's up? Uh, Greg, I may or may not have a black door website I use. May or may not. I'm sorry. I thought you said a black door website. I don't know why it's got to be a racial thing, Jaron. Uh, Ken Williams says NBA League Pass is only 50 bucks. I have League Pass. Uh, Larry uh, says people really thought Rudy Trash Gobert was why the Jazz made the playoffs. If it wasn't for Don, uh, Rudy would be out of the NBA. He's horrible. And I don't think he's horrible. He's just a role player. Uh, Rudy Gobert's a role player. Yeah. Uh, I met through Thurl Bailey and his son. Great people. Did you know uh, Thurl had an album? I did not know that. I did not know Thurl that. Thurl Bailey has an album. That's interesting. He's got. That's got to be soul music. Can you do something for me? Is that Thurl's album right there? Twenty-one. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> Sounds remarkably similar to Drake. Uh, Brett Robbins says Mark. In. The finisher already to me was worth done. Well, <coughs> ask me, ask I, me in the summer, dude. I saw a certain beat writer that I'm not going to name say that Markinen is already better than Donovan Mitchell was for the Jazz. Markinen hasn't made the playoffs. He's not been an All Star with the Jazz. He's not even close to what Donovan Mitchell has done. And I'm not, I'm not tolerating that take. I'm not. If I'm being totally honest with you, the only two writers that I follow, no, I will just say I follow two writers. One of them is Tony Jones. And I won't say who the other one is. Get the fuck <clears throat> out! Eric Walton. <clears throat> okay, sorry, just a little scratchy. You know, that happens sometimes. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, we need to have a soaker section at the game. We do. Tanner? Tanner? I'm tasking you with that. Where are you? You wanted uh, to be an executive producer? Here you go. I hope Don hits Kobe's 81 tonight on us. Ooh. Ooh. 
I would love that, to be honest with you. Uh, Salty Drunk says, I get League Pass for 30 bucks per month. Love it. Must I love be nice, it too. dude. I love it too. Nate Davis, what's up? Nate Davis asked me to shout him out yesterday. Nate Davis! Nate! You got your shout out. Uh, does Jake still think Minnesota is from the East? <coughs> <coughs> Nate's a member. Uh, Ken Williams <laughs> says, I hope he scores zero, zero points. No, I hope he scores 100. Uh, Joanne Matias, watch NBA games uh, at... Okay, I believe you. Uh, talking with Raphael podcast. I wish Don drops 101 but loses against the Jazz. See, that's what you should be rooting for. This case is empty. 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 The, the opposite of full. Don scores 80. The Jazz win 171 to 160. Uh, no. In triple overtime. Yeah. That I, way we can be up till midnight instead of 11. <laughs> you're so bitter. Oh, my God. Uh, Ken Williams says, Nate, LOL. Exactly. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, I looked in the league pass, but it said that it wouldn't stream my game since I'm in the blackout region. I have direct TV. I have league pass and I get the Utah jazz games and the visitor stream. So streaming, I don't know on TV. Well, I said, I said stream my apologies and the visitor feed on direct TV. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says Thurl is an incredible singer. Okay. Eric C says Thurl out here dropping bars on Utah nightlife. Can you do for me? 21. <laughs> Salty drunk, just the first one. You don't need the second one. Salty drunk says, are you guys going to get a pick with Holly? Uh, no. Uh, Ken Williams, Thurl can sing and play the keys. He's very talented. That's I love right, him. T. Keaton Critchlow. How the heck are you, Keaton? Bro, Thurl Bailey's voice is incredible. Dude has pipes. He does. Can you imagine having the, the bass? Are we really Dude having... Dude has pipes. Are we really having that conversation? How are, we, how are we on this show talking about Thurl Bailey's voice and you haven't been to Super Chicks yet? I mean, I just don't know how you guys are able to it's do that. It's casual, dude. I don't know. It's really casual. Whether you're in the Jeezy, whether you are in Spanish Fork, American Fork, Riverton, soon to be Logan. You're casual. Ogden on Riverdale Road. I mean, how have you not had the best crispy chicken sandwich in the business? <coughs> in the notice, I didn't say business. The best crispy chicken san sandwich in the business. Business. Because it's so good. I'm going to say this again. It's, I'm going to say this again. And I, if I have to twist your arm, I will do it. I want you to listen to me. The Super Parm is back at Super Chicks. Look at that thing. Are you kidding me right now? Dude. Look at that thing. Bomb. That is the best crispy chicken sandwich I've ever had. Yeah. 100%, no doubt about it. The thing that I would point out in this here in this here picture, look at that bun. Look at that bun. Look at that chicken breast. That is a never frozen chicken breast. My God. My God. Bomb, dude. For a limited time, the uh, Super Parm is back at Super Chicks. Make sure you also, but I would, I would encourage you. Here's what I would order if I were you. Yeah. If you're the first time in the door, probably... What would you go with? First time in the oh, door. Oh, the Super Parm. Go, go Super Parm, hand cut fries with salt, get a Reese's peanut butter cup, uh, custard shake. You're good. And then you're going to take your ass over to the sauce bar and you're going to get five ranches. And every single fry you eat, you're going to dip it in ranch because that's how it's done. That's the proper way to get the job done. Well, and the thing is, and we talked about this the other day. Yeah. Um, what I really like 
is I am the deluxe chicken sandwich guy because I love their pickles. I love the their hand cut fresh pickles. So they actually hand cut the pickle wedges every single day, uh-huh. which I love. Uncle but I also Leo. love that I don't have to pay for sauce there. I don't have to pay a dollar twenty-five. There's another chicken joint that charges you a dollar twenty-five for a small side of ranch. And again, this has to be Why? pointed out. That side of ranch is in a little packet. You know, a little packet you break open from the top. This is terrible. Super Chicks isn't doing that. They know better. You're no. going into Super Chicks. Notice the other thing with Super Chicks is no drive-through. Why do you think that is? Because it's high quality food and they want to deliver that food to you in person so you can have the experience. Love it. So when you go over to the sauce bar, it's free and you can take as many as you like. Five is my number between the two of us. If I'm alone, it's three. You feel me? Dude, um, Brett Robbins is just here for a fight today. Is Super Chicks better than Popeye's Ghost Pepper Wings? Now, I should bring, I should say, a certain somebody, and now that there are just certain things you shouldn't bring up. Brett, are, are you throw hands guy? You want to go? I mean, the, the that particular brand's chicken sandwich is a hot button issue for a certain somebody. Right, an individual. Right, an individual. <laughs> and his name is John Cena. No, it's not. <laughs> It's not John Cena. <laughs> but we almost got into a fight the other day over it. Because I was like, hey, man, why are you hating on Popeye's chicken sandwiches so much? Don't lie to me. And this cat goes off for like 10 minutes about how Super Chicks is superior. And I'll drop and, that You know, like it was an amazing. And you're right. I will never eat. Like there's a bunch of chicken chains in town and they are just it's probably not, different than what you're thinking though. They're not why would you go there when there's a super chicks? Why would you do that? Going to going to other unnamed <laughs> I'm not gonna say their name chicken joints is a reason to throw is a reason to go. It's a reason to throw hands. Yeah. Come on, guy. No. Talking with Raphael. Okay, so does super chicks use the same paper as Chick-fil-A? What those chemicals? No, no they that's don't. That's the thing Another at Super thing. Chicks. They just use regular restaurant quality wrapping. They don't use like, they don't have to chemically melt paper to keep their, it's so fresh at Super Chicks. I'm telling you, it's all fresh. Yes. Never frozen. They use breast meat, not thigh meat. Like The answer is yes. Come on. Go to Super Chicks. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Mr. Preston, uh, who's a member, says, I've never been to a Super Chicks. How does it rate versus Dirty Bird? Oh, it, it kicks the living hell out of Dirty it Bird. It crushes Dirty Bird. And I'm not even kidding. I ha We've had it. We've had it. And then we went to Super Chicks for the first time. Never been to Dirty Bird again. And we, okay, so I am a bit of a connoisseur on crispy chicken sandwiches. I love them. Love them. It's Super Chicks. I joke about the ranch dressing. If you don't give me any ranch dressing, I can easily eat. I I just give me the breast itself, but then you their bun, whatever the bun is that they use at Super Chicks, bomb. It's amazing. And again, because everything at Super Chicks is fresh, never frozen, never processed, like the 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 lettuce, the tomato, those pickles, like yeah. It's just better. It's not like and the other thing is they're charging you at these restaurants you go to, they're charging you for like a thin like burger style chicken thing at super chicks you get like a plump piece of chicken breast yes it's it, it is it's amazing 
It is absolutely amazing. Uh, Salty dr- uh, Drunk says Super Chicks was taken over by five guys. No, just the other way around. Um, and that's the thing at Super Chicks. You get a pile of French fries, uh, which I love. And they're French fries. Guess what? Um. Not frozen, hand cut every day in the store. You know. I'm just telling you, man. Mr. Preston says, it sounds like I need to try Super Chicks. You do. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. What is our, what is our uh, you know, Riverton, South Jordan, Sandy contingent like on this show? Yeah, because we'll meet you at Super Chicks. Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to go today. Who just wants saying. to go have lunch? Let's, and, yeah. and I'm happy to do it at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Who wants to go have lunch at Super Chicks today? Yeah, who's trying to get some lunch? Let's do it, man. I'll meet you at the Riverton Super Chicks. I will buy you Super Chicks. Let's do it. Hook it up. Who wants to do that? Uh, Jaron Eccles says, I've spent more money at Super Chicks in the last couple of months than I'd like to admit. Yeah, me too. You're casual. Me too. Uh, Brett Robbins says, they put half a bird in the batter. Yeah, they do. Yep. Yep. I'm telling you, the batter, oh my God. Whatever that breading is. It's beautiful. That they use at Super Chicks for their crispy chicken sandwiches. I love it. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, I'm sorry. I thought you said just give me the breast. Well. But wait, you missed the second half. Notice then what he does quickly here. transitioned about buns. Dude, it's who I am. <laughs> it is who I am. Teddy says, I haven't tried Super Chicks, but I'll try it out today, boys. Wh- wh- yeah, Teddy, where are, are you, you today? In? Dude, come on. Let's have lunch, bro. Yeah, let let's us buy it. you lunch today. On, today I, you're, you're overdue, bro. Yeah, where you been, dude? We were supposed to go well, to a jazz game. Yeah. We were supposed to go to a jazz game. Yeah. It, like, let's go, guy. When it, what? One o'clock, Riverton. Get off the job site and come yeah. get fat with Teddy, us. Teddy, quit your, quit your job and build your waistline with us. Yes, Let's, yes, yes. What are we doing? Can get you a beard trim too. Go see my guy Jay Taffa. And, dude, Teddy Wayman, you sh- you are Jay Taffa, dude. Yes. That dude, that night, that guy knows. You know, do people comb beards that are as long as Teddy Wayman's? I don't know. Now that we've done an hour on Super Chicks, I feel like. I'm telling you, we will be at, are we going to commit to one yeah, o'clock? We're going to be at the Riverton Super Chicks, right off of Mountain View Corridor. It's in Mountain View Village, right off the Mountain View Corridor. Yeah. And we're going to be there at one o'clock to have lunch. Be there, be square, you know, and then we're going to go and go to the jazz game. Uh, Justin says, I'll come to Riverton for some Super Chicks. One o'clock, Let's Justin. go, Justin. I'm buying. Let's go, dude. Uh, Raptor 88 says, peace out, work time. Love you, buddy. Thanks for See being you, Raptor. here. Raptor. Casual, uh, San Diego State says, we casuals out be buying you too, uh, MJ Lunge. Well, that's what I'm saying. Dude, our, hey, let's go. You know. Aztec fan, next time we're in San Diego, Cafe Coyote. No, he's in, Nor- you're in NorCal now. I oh, are you in NorCal now? Dude, we're going to Tahoe in a couple of weeks for my birthday. For my birthday. Birthday. Uh, Brett Robbins, they don't call it super chicks for nothing. That's what I I'm agree. saying. Uh, Mr. Preston says, I live in Sandy and work in Murray. Have a lunch meeting or I would meet you today. I oh, appreciate that, Preston. Look forward to seeing you. Um, let's see. Uh, Ken Williams says, I don't eat carbs. Meat all the way. That's how I've lost 56 pounds. It works. Low carb works. Um, there you go. Okay. So Excellent. What's our non-sports story of the day today? Weather. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to do, I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, let's, let's go here. Okay, let's talk about the weather. Uh, Infowars.com. <laughs> Infowars.com hey, is tomorrow's good. news today. <laughs> After what's going on in this show today with BB and stuff, hey, man. Um, do you guys, are you guys believers in climate change? Like, what do you, how do you explain the weather? 
so I follow the weather very closely as I am a, I'm a snowboarder. I'm an outdoorsman. I don't hunt. I probably should. Um, but do you guys, do you guys care about climate change? Do you follow the weather? Like I'm amazed at what's going on in California right now. Uh-huh. I am terrified for my California friends. Um, and it's really scary to me because if you haven't seen what's going on in California and if you have not followed the snow pictures in California, dude, do you guys understand that just about every municipality that you're looking at right there and everything you're looking at right there, notice California, Nevada, Utah, Washington, Oregon, you guys understand that most of California now is at its yearly snowfall total. That Mammoth Mountain, one of my favorite ski resorts in the country, has more snow this year than they had at any point last year. I'm for real. You guys understand that? And I'm just curious, do you guys buy into climate change? Because I do. And what I buy into is that our highest of highs and our lowest of lows are going to be much higher and much lower. Right. And I don't know that we'll have a mid-range anymore. The fact that ski resorts in the Northeast are closed because of a lack of snow, because it's been so warm in the Northeast, that a lot of resorts in Europe are closed because they don't have snow because it's been so warm in Europe. Yeah. How, you, are you telling me the climate's not changing? Yeah, I think what's fascinating, if you nerd out on weather a little bit, is like watching how the jet streams from the Arctic shift is crazy. Like watching how, you know, it will come down and then it will go back up. And, then, you know, like it, it is a fascinating science. And I think that, you know, part of me thinks that, hey, like California was due. It's been a decade that you've been in drought well, and now finally it's changed. So does that mean climate change is real or does that mean that that they were due and, and what goes around comes around? I mean, it's kind of, I tend to kind of believe both, both of that, both of those things. I believe that humans have an impact on planet Earth. We do. We do things that, that heat the atmosphere. We do. There's like, I don't think that that's like some... Right. Some like casual take. I don't even think that that's really that controversial. Before humans existed, there wasn't an internal combustion engine, right? There wasn't pollutants. There weren't manufacturing factories. Like we've added these things. So to me, I don't even really get controversial on that. I, I, I'm not here to have that conversation. No. I think that's just a reality that we've kind of implemented into the planet. Now, what I think is really interesting is what you were talking about. The highest of highs and the lowest of lows versus, hey, things are cyclical. I don't, to be honest, I don't know. I do agree what's happening in California is absolutely insane, and it does support the highest of highs, lowest of lows concept. And what further supports that concept is the, you know, the Europe thing and, like, the Northeast thing. So I don't know. And the problem is only time will tell. Only time will tell. And what's scary about that is if it goes sideways... Mars isn't ready yet, Elon, right? Like there isn't another backup plan. So I don't, I don't know. But what I do know is the people who are scientists and just follow this stuff and do models and project, like we know what they're saying. So that's what's scary to me. I just feel like 
I feel like I've been hearing about climate change since I was a kid, since I was yeah. in grade school. Yes. My generation has. And obviously every generation after me has. And I feel like ultimately there isn't a lot any of us can do because for something to be done, millions of people would have to change what they're doing. So I don't know. From a philosophical standpoint, what's the proper thing to do? You only get one life, live how you want to live it, right? But also, what about the one life 50 years from now? Like, you have an impact on that. So well, I don't see, know. see, and you look at this number, this graph right here. Yeah. This is going into Saturday. L look at all of the precipitation that's 10 plus inches. Look at the extreme impact of snow into early Monday. Mm-hmm. Look at all of that through Tahoe, through Mammoth, through central, the Sierra Nevadas. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, so then, you know, you have all this precipitation. It's terrifying. And I think what nobody wants to talk about is, unfortunately, in California, because of the drought, and really the western United States, like, let's be real about this. The western United States has had such a drought, such a lack of precipitation, that the ground is dry. The ground is brittle. So it can't hold all this precipitation. What they're saying now is that even if it was wet, you would still have landslides because of how egregious and how much precipitation there is. So that's why I say. Yeah. I don't really want to have the conspiracy theory, climate change isn't real or whatever right, thing. Right. The fact is the precipitation's coming down. It's causing natural disasters. Like, can we all just agree that that's happening, right? So that's why I say whether you believe in it or not, it's happening. Well. And I don't know what there really is to do to change it because, like, Mrs. Monty is an example. Big time recycler, big time. She really cares about it and does really pretty much everything that she can do. What's really sad is that I don't know that that's enough. How many Mrs. Montes are there out there doing that? That's the thing. And if we each do our part, I think it makes a difference. But I look at like at at canyons yesterday. Again, a tree falls on a on a lift yesterday mm -hmm. again. Yeah. And kills a guy, a 25-year-old guy dead because the trees are so brittle and there's been so much snowfall. And these huge-ass trees that have not had enough water can't now anymore carry the weight of the snow. So this tree falls over onto a lift line, and it bounced the lift. It didn't knock it over or break the wire it, or the cable. It bounced the guy out of the chair. He fell 37 feet to his death, 25 years old. And those are, those are climate things. Those are drought things. But I also think one of the things we talk about on the show a lot is that I don't think it's drought. I think it's overusage. Well, I think this the, is another piece. The yeah. water shortage that we are experiencing is not as much about, like Lake Powell is a great example. I think a lot of us are upset about Lake Powell. Lake Powell is not because of drought. Lake Powell is because of overusage. Mm -hmm. We are using too much water. We're building too many homes. We're building too many. We're putting too many people in the wrong places. Right? So... I just think there's a lot of conversations around it. But the other thing, by the way, before we get to your comments on this real quick, I really worry about the people in California only because, one, it's just so damn beautiful there. Regardless of what you say about politics or, you know, regulation, taxes, gas, whatever. Yeah. But has anybody thought about what the springtime in California is going to be like? Treacherous. Do you know how many mudslides? Do you know, what about the people in Malibu? What about the coastal people, Santa Cruz? I'm not trying to be dramatic here, but I do think people will die. 
I like literally I think people will die. Look at the people in in Northern California, the Placer counties, the Auburns up by Sacramento, like Tahoe. Like what do you say to Reno? Down the hill from Tahoe. What do you say to yeah. Truckee, California? You're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah, Truckee would be a sketchy place to be right now. I mean, it's scary, man. It is really scary. Um, Ken Williams says, Mother Nature heals itself to a certain extent. Salty Drunk says, Later, guys. 3 a.m. and my eyes are hanging out of my head. Go Jazz. Appreciate, Appreciate you. you. Thanks bro. for being a member. Uh, Louis Capazzo says, Spoke with my uncle last night. Lancaster was not flooding, but everywhere around them it was. Yeah, dude. Lancaster's high desert. Uh, Raphael says, Can we get Don a Super Chick sandwich? Don, meet me at Super uh, dude, Chicks. I would love, dude. Let's go. Yeah. Riverdale Road, probably closer to you. Uh, Kay Nuren says, I'm doing I'm not I'm doing business. Wait, I'm I should read. I'm doing because ice is melting. What do you mean, dude? You gotta clarify mean. that. Uh, it's cold here, Ken Williams says. But uh, that's but I think as much of a joke as Ken is making there, just funny. I think it's a really interesting point. A lot of climate change deniers will be like, oh well, it's cold, so how's the climate changing? Right? Everyone's saying the planet's warming. It's cold here. Just as cold as it's ever been. But I but that's where I'm like, hey, climate change is exaggerating things. It is it is exacerbating the cycle. Look, I just point to the northeast. When's the last time a Vermont ski resort didn't have snow? Well, and remember last year. This is so funny. So this year they don't have anything, but last year what they have? All that freezing, all the freezing water that covered all the cars and like all that insane stuff happened in the Northeast, that ridiculous storm. And like, so that's what I'm saying. The storms are getting bigger. Yes. That's the thing. And the other thing that you got to remember is, uh, uh, yeah, the extremes are what scare me, dude. It should be cold in the Northeast. It's six, 56 degrees the other day. Yeah. They don't have snow. They, they're so warm. They can't make snow because what's supposed to be snow is rain because of the temperatures. Yeah. And the snowmaking equipment can't function in those temperatures. You know, Lewis says, think about how much the concrete and asphalt soak up the heat that has to affect how storms come in. It does. It absolutely does because there's so much concrete now and so much asphalt now, the heat absorbs and then evaporates up into the atmosphere and dries up the precipitation. Go on YouTube after the show, just because because I think the concrete thing, people don't understand it until they see the the satellite views of it and they see the the. Um, time lapse is done over the decades yes so if you go on youtube and you search like go look at abu dhabi go look at phoenix phoenix great example go look at search on youtube oh my god time lapse phoenix arizona development and you'll see a video video multiple videos will come up and you can see how phoenix was a pond and now it's an ocean and that when you get to that Ooh. scale of concrete that's where it starts to have an impact, as Lewis is talking about. Let's run through some of these real quick. Uh, Tyler P., climate change is a thing, but it's not going to be some huge apocalyptic thing that some want us to believe. I don't know what it's going to be. But what I know is what's happening in California is going to be, is going to be cataclysmic. It is going to be life-altering for many people. Yeah. And the other issue is those mudslides lead to huge forest fires. So yep. it's an ebb and flow. Absolutely. Ken says it was 46 below here a week ago in Wyoming. Yeah. Eric C., we are more of an F mother nature species, whatever keeps those pockets fat kind of species. I don't yes. disagree with that. Uh, Lewis says there was a dinosaur that walked around farting all day long. That caused global warming. Well, hey, you start talking shit. You know. Caleb Harrison. Good morning, Caleb. Uh, people forget that Donovan Mitchell put Utah on the map. Agreed. 
in the modern era. Jaron Eccles, somebody somewhere is pushing the wrong button for the weather. Mother Nature's pissed. Uh, Cuddle Buddy. We can split an atom and uh, stream cat videos 24-7. We can cause climate change. We can. Kind of puts it in perspective, huh? Uh, Kanai said, I feel like the earthquake in Japan messed up the climate. It pushed Japan 11 feet closer to the U.S. We haven't uh, had big storms since that earthquake axed uh, yet. Well, is that true? I didn't see that. It pushed 11 feet closer to us. I'd have to look at it. Japan. That's an insane stat if that's true, dude. An earthquake. Tectonic plates moved 11 feet closer, dude. Um, Yeah, but this was, what, 10 years ago. Um, the massive earthquake that struck Northeast Japan on March 11th has shortened the length of Earth's days by a fraction and shifted how the planet's mass is distributed. The 8.9 magnitude earthquake in Japan has found that it, the intense t- trembler has accelerated Earth's spin, mm-hmm. shortening the length of a 24-hour day by 1.8 microseconds, according to geologists. Um... 1.6 microseconds uh, was thought to have shortened the day. Based on new data shows how the fault has triggered the earthquake. Uh, on Earth Day, an Earth Day is 24 hours or 86,400 seconds. Over the course of a year, it lengthens, varies uh, by about one millisecond. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. Um, let's see. The figure axis is the axis around which the Earth mass is balanced. Right. Um, and that changed as well. The earthquake also shifted Earth's figure axis about six and a half inches. So you see what I mean? So this is Man. kind of like a, not to get not to get too far deep into it, but it just kind of is scary what's happening in California and also what's happening in the Northeast. And I think that it's, it's something that you got to pay attention to. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of articles on it too. There's a lot of articles. Wow. Um, the quake Northeast of Japan jumped 16 feet eastward which is a permanent shift and the seafloor closer to the fault skipped 101 feet to the east but immediately afterwards offshore gps receivers in the extreme damage zone were traveling westward again yeah oh my god nah bro i'm fine i'm fine i don't i don't want to know is that terrible of me to say that that i don't want to know i don't want to know man like there's so much that happens Mm mm-hmm I just, I just don't want to know, you know, I just, yeah, it's fine. Um, all right. Do you care what's in the food that you guys eat? Cause this story is redonkulous. You need to pull up that chicken nugget story. Mm. Speaking of our friends at super chicks in St. George, Spanish fork, American fork, Riverton and Ogden soon coming to Logan. You know that you're getting all chicken, all chicken breast all the time. Yeah. Right. So Jake said to me, hey, because I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Oh, look at that. The Monty Ghost is here. I just, there was a comment dump. So there it is. The Monty Ghost says, boo. <laughs> hey, bro. He's going to be booing Donovan. See what he did there? Oh, is that what he's doing? Okay. I just thought he was trying to scare me. You know. Uh, you know. Um, here's a question. Do you guys care about what you eat? What's in the ingredients of what you eat? Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge chicken tender, chicken nugget fan. Right. Those are two different things. I want real chicken. Thus, we do business with Super Chicks. Right. But as as a young adult, I was a massive consumer of chicken nuggies and fries. Right. 
specifically McDonald's. And there was this purple pink slime thing at McDonald's. What's in a McDonald's chicken nugget? So they've altered it, right? So they've updated. They use mostly chicken now. The problem is, is that they're adding preservatives and flavors to their chicken. Because they freeze it. Because they freeze it. So it's not 100% clean cut chicken like it is at Super Chicks, right? So then, okay, that's McDonald's. We all kind of knew that. All right, great, whatever. So then we get to Burger King, right? And we're we're talking about their 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 chicken strips as they as they call it, which are not a hundred percent chicken, right? So the, the they add they add rib meat, water, seasoning, salt, modified cornstarch flavoring, ah. modified potato starch, Why? and sodium phosphate because they freeze it, right? Why? Why do that? Like, see, I. <laughs> Now, and this is my problem, is I've become older and wiser. Now I can't eat at Burger King. Right. Now, but their, burger, trip, their triple stack burger is amazing. That was phenomenal yesterday. Anyway, though, like, so the next one on the list is Whataburger. They're actually pretty much all chicken, but they do still add things like water, isolated soy protein, salt, sodium phosphate. Because they need to freeze it. Because they need to freeze it. Dairy Queen, same thing, Right. Dairy Queen's description of its chicken strip says all white meat, but that actually only implies a lack of dark meat, not that what is inside the breading is all chicken. You see that? So, so the issue is why is that is that it contains up to eight eighteen percent of that chicken strip from from Dairy Queen is a solution they add of water, hydrolyzed soy protein, salt, and sodium phosphate. So you can kind of see a pattern, right? Hydrolyzed soy protein, water, salt, and sodium phosphate. That is kind of the, you know, sort of the equation, the formula. <laughs> Raphael says, yo, Burger King literally said to McDonald's, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it so did. the same thing holds true with Smashburger. They do the same thing. Domino's, same thing. White Castle, same thing. This same salt, water, Bro, hydrolyzed soy if protein. If you're eating, I'm telling you right now, if you're ordering from Domino's, you're foolish. I yeah. mean, why would you order Domino's when you can get Papa Murphy's, which is fresh ingredients? Like, yes, yeah, so that's, that's the stuff I don't understand. So that's what I'm saying. When we talk about Super Chicks, it's not just because it's our favorite. There's a reason it's our favorite. It's fresh. It's ready. Yeah, totally agree. Um, we're having a conversation about, let's see. Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Monty Brown, says, but you could say that for any team, not just the Jazz. Giannis put Milwaukee on the map. Zion put the Pelicans on the map. It's just the no, evolution whoa, of players whoa, in the NBA. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, bud. Zion didn't put anybody on the map. You know who put the Pelicans on the map? Yeah, a little dude called Anthony Davis. Yes. So let's not give Zion too much credit, okay? Donovan Mitchell can, can, Donovan Mitchell did not put the Utah Jazz on the map. Carl and John did. Larry H. Miller did. Jerry Sloan did. If you want to say the last five years, okay, fine. The Utah Jazz were the Utah Jazz when Pete Maravich was playing. Yeah. And I think sometimes we forget about what Mark Eaton meant to this team. And I think sometimes we forget about what, you know, Antoine Carr meant to this team. Like, but if we're superstars putting guys on the map, John and Carl put this team on the map. Yeah. LHM put this team on the map. You know, like that to me, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's a big deal to me. Yeah. Um, you know, Caleb Harrison said, I'm just speaking facts. Oh boy. Um, Caleb says exactly. Donovan Mitchell put the Utah Jazz on the map. Quit playing with his name. 
I don't think Don put the Jazz on the Caleb, map. Caleb, here's the deal, bro. He put the Jazz on the map for our generation. Yes. I didn't watch Stockton and Malone religiously like I did Don. Like, yeah, I, I caught a couple games as a kid, but I wasn't old enough to appreciate Stockton to Malone. I've I, never like, one time thought Utah Jazz Donovan Mitchell. I am 49 years old. I think Utah Jazz. I think Larry H. Miller. I think Utah Jazz. I think Carl and John. But and that's but so you see my point. The, that 20 year difference Huge. creates a very different perspective. So for me, yes. I'm with you, Caleb. I think that Donovan Mitchell for our generation and for coming generations is the Jazz. But for the Jordan era, the Kobe era, young Kobe, that is, because I feel like I'm in the Kobe era too. But young Kobe, like you knew them for Stockton and Malone. Like, yes. that's the difference. Yep, I agree with that. I agree with that, absolutely. Uh, San Diego State says Adrian Dantley. Yeah. Uh, Salty Drunk says, okay, real quick. Zion put Donut King on the map. Good night. <laughs> exactly Fact. right. Fact. Uh, Fact. Number four win percentage, but Don didn't put them on the map. He didn't. Not for me. For, for your generation, for millennials, I think Don probably did that. Like, dude... I don't care about number four win percentage. Like, I, with all due respect, I'm not. I'm not criticizing you, Alex. I, I. I'm just saying that I care that he took him to the playoffs. You went to the playoffs. Stop talking about the regular season. I could give a damn. Yeah. About first seed or ten seed. If Bron's in the playoffs, he's got a chance at a ring. If Steph's in the playoffs, he's got a chance at a ring. If KD comes back from this MCL and they're in the playoffs, he's got a chance at a ring. Yeah. And that was the story in the case with Donovan. Now, did he really have a chance? Probably not, right? Like, let's be realistic. Probably not. But when he was here, that was the feeling. We can all agree on that. So that's why I say for millennials, Gen Z, future generations, they know the jazz for, for Don. And that's, and you know, the other thing I would say too, while we're on this, before the show's over, the reason millennials know Don for the jazz is because of social media and phones and the jazz do a crap job at getting john and carl out because i think specifically john less carl but specifically john john is out enough where you could get him if you're the jazz i think he's a bit of a pariah now though well yeah with his political beliefs, and I, sure. and I, but i also and this is the problem this is the carl malone conversation we were in earlier carl's just a detestable human being yeah and i think a lot of people know that and i think john and i it doesn't help that we never see those guys. I don't That's know that this modern era of, of jazz fan, this millennial era of jazz fan, your generation, it does, Carl and John don't resonate to them. LHM, I, I, I would venture a guess that people know LHM as a car salesman and a movie theater guy. They have no idea what he did for the jazz. They have no idea what Larry H. Miller meant to the jazz. No idea. None whatsoever. Yeah. Um, John and Carl went for rings. Yeah. yeah, they competed for championships. Absolutely. Alex Cooley says, the fact is players with woke ideology don't want to play in primary white cities or states. I mean, that could okay, be... Okay, the fact that you're... Using the word woke, yeah, I have no I... idea what that means. Yeah. I don't know what woke means, but it, it just is what it is. It is what it is. Jeremy says, thank you. Number one seed meant Jack because they didn't win anything. D. Will did more with the number four seed than anything Don ever did. Well, and these Donovan teams have fallen short. There, there was, there's just no doubt about that. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Make sure you get to Quick Quack Car Wash today and tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. They present all of our jazz and NBA talk on the program. Love the guys at Quick Quack Car Wash. And again, thank you so much. Let's check out our like program. count. 
program. 117 likes. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. I'll end the poll today. 174 votes. 83% out of 174 people said they do like Donovan Mitchell. There you go. So pretty good poll result today. 82% to 17% is where it comes down. Um, So appreciate that. Appreciate all of our friends at Quick Quack. Appreciate all of our friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. Tommy heard about it on the Monty Show. Thanks to the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, see you at the Jazz game tonight. If you're going to the game, make sure you shout shout out, say hello. Happy to dap up, take a picture with you guys. Until tomorrow when Jake is going to be ornery and pissed because he's crabby. Uh, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.